0: You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, you are now rocking with the best. This is the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown, alongside Javon Alford from TotalsportsLive.com, here to talk Philly sports with you. Just a reminder, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anytime you want, at B-I-T-W Sports. Once again, that is at B-I-T-W sports. We're getting you ready for Super Bowl 52. And we're doing it. It's a little bit different than we've gotten than our preparation has been for the Super Bowl in the past on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Primarily because the team we cover is actually in the Super Bowl this time around. Exactly. So things have changed. There's there's an aura of excitement going on right now my friend yes there is now, everybody's
2: selling a t-shirt
1: everybody's selling
2: t-shirts even a local homie on the corner right oh, now my goodness t-shirts. there's
1: pop-up stands everywhere there's
2: a bunch from downtown right now oh yeah yeah but they don't want it. But if you go up and ask them, like, hey, you can get you for interview, they don't. Oh no no no, 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 no! no, no some some not, guy, exactly. Yeah, don't some, mess up their bread. Some guy in the paper was like, no, don't, no, don't mess, <laughs> up, don't non- mess, mess up, up. Photographer, Don't mess was up like, their bread. Th- photographer like that? was no, like, can I take your photo. He's like, yeah. He was like, he's like, just call me Brother Khalif.
1: Brother Khalif, exactly. Meanwhile, dude's name is like Charles or something like that. But no, um, there's a bunch of pop up stands around, even out here in the suburbs, man. Out in the suburbs, there's a couple out there on Germantown Pike. Mm. I stopped at one just to see what the guy had mm-hmm. because, you know, it's it's been a while since my kid my kids don't have any jerseys, right? You know, well that's all uh, right, and they need jerseys. Jerseys are okay. Yeah, yeah. The jerseys. See, are the jerseys. See, see the, pro- the problem is like Peyton has a Brian Westbrook jersey. Okay. Uh. And then i nothing also, wrong with I, that. You no, know, there's nothing wrong with that. But my kids want players that are actually like playing right now. Uh-huh. You know, it's pretty much well, I shouldn't even not even players that are playing right now. My kids want players who are playing on the Eagles right now. Okay. Like I think in my closet I, I got like a, a Jeremy Macklin jersey and a and a and a Deshaun Jackson. Oh! Yeah. Oh no! No, not me. Oh. The kids. Oh, okay. I was like I say, like I don't have that. Yeah. No. Like I, you know, you, my I have a rule when it comes to jerseys.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now Well, I had to change my rule. My rule previously was, you cannot. I didn't want a jersey of anybody younger than me. That was the rule, but now I've gotten older and they're all younger than me. Yeah. So by now, default. Yeah. So now I've changed it. I don't want jerseys of people currently playing. So, yeah, have better. So I got a Deuce Daly jersey. That's uh, okay. Is that what I wore? No, I wore my Randall Cunningham jersey. All right. I wore my Deuce jersey against the Falcons. There's nothing wrong with that. So I got a Deuce jersey. Mm-hmm. Got a Randall jersey. Okay. Got a Dalt jersey. All right. Got a Jerome Brown jersey. I think this. And I got a Westbrook jersey.
2: Pretty good collection.
1: Yeah, it's a good collection right there. eBay is a good thing.
2: You need a TO jersey.
1: Nah, sorry. I'm good. You need your to jersey. No, I don't need a to jersey. That was the last time he went to the Super Bowl, Yeah, it was. But you know, things don't. You want your Freddie good. Mitchell jersey? No, no, I would rock a Freddie Mitchell. jersey. You want jersey. the Fred X? The I people's, rock, the yeah, people's I champion. Rock, I would definitely. I would rock a Fred X jersey. Like sometimes, I, I just like to. I like to, you know, just go I on like, eBay. Yeah, just go on eBay. Just see what they got. Because when they, when I saw that Deuce jersey, I'm like, oh, oh, this must been cheap. Is, yeah, I'm like, this is this is my price. This is my player. This joint is getting got. So, you know, I'll get me a, you know. I need get, that Sean Landetta. You want a Sean Landetta? <laughs> what about a Mark uh, Mark Semino jersey? You want a Mark Semino jersey? Matt Ware. Matt Ware. Um, J.R. Reed. Oh, oh. You want to get a Trevor Laws jersey? Ooh. Yeah, nice, nice. I used to always tell Barrett Brooks that that's who we were going to replace him with on Breakfast on Broad. <laughs> well, you keep messing around, and you're going to come in here and see Trevor Laws sitting at your chair. But. A so, uh, Victor, a Bear, and Mary. Yeah, let's see. To, um, as you know, we're also on Facebook Live. People checking in. My man Mark says he has a thirty-six Westbrook jersey, and uh, Jesse says that he has uh, a Kevin Cobb jersey.
2: Gotta respect that.
1: There you go. Gotta respect that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, look, let me ask you: Where did you see the game? Where were you at? Where were you when the game went down on Sunday? huh? You're home. Yep. Okay. Now, because I was worried, I know you had said that you had a basketball game. And yeah. I'm like, if this dude's out here on the court playing basketball That's all right. during the NFC during the NFC Championship game, I was like, you're going to get roasted. Nah. All right. Well, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm glad that worked out. I watched first quarter on my way, on my way to home. Okay. Go to Yahoo Sports app. No, oh,
2: nice. Yeah, nice. they they are streaming the stuff now.
1: Oh. Okay. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's good to know. I I did not know that because I was home in front of the television. See that TV right over there? Yeah, that's what that's what I watched the game on. Yeah, you were
2: singing the praises of Nick Foles, weren't you? I was. All right. So
1: let's get this. Come on, let's get this out the way. Let's 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 start this right now. All right. Go go ahead. You know, I'll 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 let you take. No, no, I'm no,
2: I'm gonna let you just jump into this one since since you're the one
1: that introduced it. I feel well, you know. I have been asked by a number of people Mm -hmm. when it came time to doing this podcast and recording this podcast, I was asked would I come up here and jump on the air and apologize to Nick Foles for being so critical of him in the past Mm -hmm. and having my doubts about what he would do this year in the playoffs. Right. I will say – Mm -hmm. that me, myself, I had my doubts. Mm -hmm. I didn't think he would come. I thought that he would play well enough to win against Atlanta. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. Mm -hmm. I thought he would repeat that type of performance against Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I believe they win. Mm -hmm. I thought the game would be close. Mm -hmm. I thought Nick Foles would play just good enough football to win. Nick Foles had a game yes, he on did. Sunday. Yes, he did. Nick Foles, and in fact, because you, you, you... I got the game book in front of me. This is 17 pages, but the top page is really all I need. 33 for 26. Yep. 352 yards. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns. Yep. Zero interceptions. Yep, and 141 quarterback rating. Yes, a 141 quarterback rating. This man was a beast. He was a beast against a team that coming into the game was considered to have the best defense in football. Mm-hmm. I can't knock that. I can't knock that at all. And it's, it's gotten me back to the – it's gotten me – I didn't step off the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I never stepped off the bandwagon. Okay. Now, I know I had, you didn't. I know you didn't. No, and, you've been strong on it. Yeah, and, and I guess for me it was I was afraid of disappointment. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about enjoying the ride. Exactly. And That's the problem is we're now getting too close. It we 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 were getting so close it was making it harder to enjoy the ride. Mm. All right. It
3: was hard
1: it was it was a lot harder to enjoy the ride. Right. But, but, you know, I I was starting to build up some expectations, Mm -hmm. and with that, with expectations comes, you know, it come with that comes a feeling or just anticipate anticipation of disappointment, right? Being let down, Mm -hmm. and as much as I didn't think I would be let down if the Eagles lost.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It was starting to feel a little bit different. Like had they went one and done, had they lost to to the Falcons, yeah, you know, I'd would, I'd have been I'd have been I would have been, uh, I been uh, disappointed. All right, I would have been very disappointed. Granted. but you know they they won, mm-hmm. and it had, I might have been less disappointed had they lost to Minnesota because their defense was so good. But I think the disappointment. With a Minnesota loss, would have hinged on how they lost. Mm-hmm. If they had lost because Case Keenum came in there and cooked them, right? That would have been disappointing. Yeah. Had they lost because Nick Foles became the Nick Foles I thought he would be, mm-hmm. that that would have been our. You know what? Hey, it is what it is. We didn't have our starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. We had lost a bunch of players, and finally, you know, it came back and haunted us. Right. But with that win mm-hmm. things have now changed yeah they should and now i'm asking you because you have been mr even keel this whole time whole you season. have been mr a man let's just enjoy this for what it is yes. let's not put too much into this now i'm asking you we are now face Now we in the super bowl mhm you know this isn't us being afraid to talk super bowl because it was week 5 or week 6 this is true this is now a week and a half before the big game, mm-hmm. before the whole enchilada, the whole kitten caboodle, all those ter- ter- all those terminology like old people use yes. that is the, you know all the marbles have have things changed? Are you now at a point where you now have expectations? Has that changed for you? Do I have
2: expectations? Well, let's see.
1: Do I have expectations?
2: Nah. I'm still enjoying the ride. I'm still enjoying the ride. Really?
1: I'm still enjoying the ride. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, look, I'm glad that we're here. I- I'm glad that we're here. But I don't want to sit through another loss. To the, to the uh to the Patriots. I don't
2: enjoy the ride. Listen, listen, listen. Will it if they if if the Eagles somehow lose to New England, will it be disappointing? Yeah. Totally, yeah. I think that's when disappointment will yeah. really sit in. I don't want that either. because it's like you were playing with house money, mm-hmm. and you got now you're at the pinnacle yeah. of what you play for, mm-hmm. and what and as a fan, what you root for. So you're at the you're at the pinnacle now of the holy grail of the NFL, the Super Bowl. You're on the grand stage mm-hmm. now. Your team is out there. There is literally there is no next week. Yeah. Like yeah. the season's over. You have to wait till training camp to see these guys again. And you don't know if they'll be able to recapture that same magic no, next year.
1: Exactly. I mean when it comes when it comes to the NFL playoffs, when it comes to the, the way the NFL is built, the way the NFL goes about choosing, deciding, playing for a championship. Mm-hmm. We all know that all you got to do is get in. Once you get in, it's anybody's game. Yes, you know we're and That's all here. I was. That's yeah, all I was telling you. So now you, now that here's, now that's us. Where it's like, okay, you know. Yes, we were one of the best, the best teams in the league this season, mm-hmm. but we we're facing some, you know, we we've had some adversity. We're facing a little bit of opposition. Mm-hmm. We're face, you know, we're facing difficulties that kind of bring us back to the pack. You know, this isn't your normal sort of. this is this isn't your normal 13 and 3 team. You know, you're dealing with a 13 a 13 and 3 team going into the Super Bowl. You're pretty much thinking that it's a lock that they're going to win it all. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the normally if you're looking at a 13 and 3 team, especially a 13 and 3 team that won the conference championship by 31 points. Right. You know, you're you're I think on paper, in theory, or whatever, you're thinking this team is a juggernaut. This team is going to win it all. This team should win it all, right? But now you're looking at the fact that this is this is not just you know your traditional thirteen and three team because mm-hmm. this is a team that's lost their quarterback. Yep. That's lost their starting left tackle. Yep. That's lost their middle linebacker. Yep. That lost their kicker. Yep. That's lost their uh, key special teams uh, two two players two, two players on special teams. So, given that, you know, we've come back down to the pack. That's how, I mean, that's all plays into this whole thing about being underdogs. This whole phenomenon that we are underdogs that have swept up this entire fan base.
2: And you didn't believe in the one underdog.
1: yeah? No, I didn't.
2: You did not no, believe he was in under, yeah. Nick Foles. I, I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. And I kept blowing up your mentions on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, you did. And you did not answer the first time. No, I, no, I did not. But you answered the second time. Yeah, yeah. And then I yeah. hit you up on your Facebook. Yeah, yes, yes. You stalked and, me. You, you, and, you and, are a social media stalker. And I said on to Sunday. you, I said Nick Foles, and you did the thumbs up. I said, Do you believe in this guy now, name Foles? You said, well, Nope.
1: Get, well, get well. Honestly, and then
2: I called be, you. A, and then I called you a troll because you was trolling.
1: I was not trolling. You was trolling anybody.
2: because you knew it was real. You. Did not Nobody. you did not have faith in the man that Nick Foles, the same guy that had led this team, he had a twenty seven two season in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, it might have been a fluke, but that n- putting up that type of numbers aren't 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 something that you take for granted. This it is isn't the same, something that you should take for granted. The same guarantee. guy that mm-hmm. in two thousand thirteen had led his team did literally what he did to Atlanta, let him down the field, and the defense gave it up in, against New Orleans. They didn't do it this time. The same guy that Doug Peterson put faith in and just let him rip and just air it out. He did it.
1: He did it. He no yeah. and 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 I I tip my hat to him. As you should. I know I mean he he deserves it. And for me it's like I just like to see you admit it. Admit what? That he had a good game? He had yes, a good game because you didn't want to for the longest. I didn't want to admit that he had a good game. No. It's like I feel like with with that he for, was the reason that he they, was the reason that, that they won. Yes. Yeah, look at the stats. I know what the
2: stats say. But what I'm saying
1: that <laughs> denying his, denying Nick Foles his role in this win, you know that that's you know that's that's
2: even the Atlanta game. wasn't we'll trying to give him that much credit.
1: Uh, no, I mean I think I gave him the credit that he deserves. He played well enough for them to win. He didn't cook Atlanta. He played well. I mean he cooked. He cooked the the, the Vikings. Yeah. He played well in Atlanta. I don't think that's slighting him. Mm-mm. I don't think that's slighting him at all. But I feel like there are two different conversations when it comes to Nick Foles. To me, this is not about whether or not Nick Foles is a franchise quarterback. Right. Because I still well, don't, nobody no,
2: no. I still he's don't the, believe he's a very good backup yes. quarterback. Okay. Exactly. He's not a franchise guy. He's not a franchise guy. He's a guy guy. that you he's a quarterback, a backup quarterback where you can say, I'll put faith in him to do the job, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, manage the game. Yes. Don't make the mistake Mm -hmm. and just play your game. And that's what you saw.
1: And that's and and that's fine with me. That is fine with me. Mm -hmm. And when you give all that Nick Foles has done. Right, you know, to me it ma- it leads me to believe that here, okay, I now just need Nick Foles to 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 channel that Nick Foles magic, whatever he does, whatever it took to to get them that win. I just need it one more time. I think he can do it, and I I believe he can too. There's no reason to think that he can't. There's absolutely no reason to think that, hey, you know what, there's just one more game. I don't need him to be the franchise quarterback. I don't need him to be the quarterback of the future. I don't need him to be the quarterback of week one.
3: Hmm. I
1: just need him next week. If you can do that next week, I am good. And for me, I'm like, all right, that's all I need. That's all I need. So it's like I don't need to – like. I, I don't need to deny him you know whatever I don't need to I don't I don't need to throw shade at him I don't I don't need to slight him at you know at, at all mm-hmm. I just need him I need him to be a beast to be the same beast that he was against Minnesota mm-hmm. in a week and a half in Minnesota against the Patriots
2: And I think he can do that
1: why do you think he can do that, in your opinion?
2: I think he can do that because we saw, obviously, in week one, we saw, you know, not week one, but against the Falcons, you yeah. know, he looked a little rusty, and it mm-hmm. caused a lot of cause for concern. And mm-hmm. Part of it could have been the weather because the ball wasn't really flying. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a bunch of ducks. Yeah. But what Peterson did in that game, he got them comfortable, got him in rhythm. He mm-hmm. went back to the Chip Kelly playbook and what Nick Foles Was comfortable doing to get him in a rhythm, which is the run-pass option. So you saw you saw a lot of RPOs, and Atlanta didn't have no no adjustments. They did not adjust to it at all. Mm -hmm. So what did he do in this game? This game against uh, Minnesota, he did not RPO as much, and I think that's what shocked a lot of people because a lot of people were thinking, you know, saying, thinking, well, he ain't gonna be able to do the, he's not gonna be able to do the RPO against a Minnesota defense that is so you know, good, they have great, they have good linebackers, they have a good secondary. There's no way he's going to keep on doing that. No, he didn't have to do that. He was able to mix it in. He was able to do a little bit of RPO, but then he was just letting it fly. Mm-hmm. And one thing that people criticized Nick Foles about, and especially in the last two weeks of the regular season, was he was not being mobile. Mm-hmm. We saw him actually being mobile. We saw him actually extend plays, you know, move up in the pocket, you know, always keeping his eyes down the field, you know, not dropping his eyes or anything like that. He was extending plays. He was making, you know, the good throws there past the Aguilar. You know, him that was him, you know, making something out of, you oh, know, yeah. nothing. You know, mm-hmm. just stepping up in the pocket you know, and just putting it there. Or even the urchin th- will route. That
1: was, first pass, although he dropped it, that first pass the Torrey Smith, the Torrey Smith yeah. was a great pass. Oh yeah. That was a great pass. And what what's funny, I know a lot of people from I know a lot of people from Baltimore. And Torrey Smith is still a very popular player down in Baltimore. And there were so many people, like, there were people congratulating Tory Smith for getting to this level and being able to, ha- at that point, have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. People were like, hey, man, you know, let's wish Tory Smith luck, or, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm sitting there, like, there are a lot of people in, in Philly who would tell those people in Baltimore, Hey, you know what, you, you give us back Jeremy Macklin and you can have Tory Smith.
2: Yeah, a lot of people are down on Tor a lot of people are it's so fickle. Like a lot of people are down on Tory Smith, but then they like, Well, because of the type of guy he is, it's yeah. hard to yeah. it's hard to get on him because we can tell that he beats his own self up yeah. for not but, making those catches. But, but then you have the people in the middle season that was like, Well, Tory Smith's not gonna be here anyway next mm-hmm. year. We might as well just uh Put Mac Hollins in as the number yeah. two,
1: but what's funny is on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. there are people in Baltimore who, when you say, "Hey, man, you give us Jeremy Macklin back, you can have Tory Smith," they're like, "Why would you want Macklin?"
3: Yeah. You know, they're down
1: on they're down on in Baltimore. They're down on Macklin the way we're down on Tory Smith. But it's like Torrey Smith is we're down on him because Torrey Smith can't play, right? Or we believe that Torrey Smith can't play. You know, right or wrong, that's the belief. In Baltimore, they're down on Jeremy Macklin because he can't play because he's always hurt. Yeah. You know, they just kind of like,
2: like damage goods. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was somebody when, you know, that offseason, I was like, we need to be bringing back Macklin. Bring back Mac. I, I don't know now. But nonetheless. He was here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 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 What's up with that? Like all the old players just coming back. Shady was yeah, here. Shady was here. Macklin was here. It was here. Shady,
2: Macklin, and Travis Kelsey was all here for the for the Falcons game. Yeah. Well, Travis.
1: Well, Travis Kelsey, I understand. because yeah, his
2: brother. brother. But, but but yeah, Shady. Uh,
1: Sean. And Macklin.
2: Like, what's like up I, with that? Like, I
1: like. I'm sure. I am sure that that is more common than than they, we know. Than we know. Right. But how do you? Th- how would that go over? Like With say your other teams, like, like if like, like say Buffalo and how say, Buffalo and yeah, Baltimore feel. Say the say the Eagles had lost to the Falcons, right? Say the Eagles had lost to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you saw Eagles players at that at the game next week? And maybe that's a bad comparison because because you, it would be the team that just beat you, right? But say they go to the AFC Championship game right. that next week. How would that make you feel? How do you think that would make the fan base feel?
2: Um, it, for some they would take it to the extreme They'd say, "Well, well you why know, are you going there? Why are you? should you feel you should be feeling more broken up than we
1: do?" There'd and, be people like, "Why aren't you back watching films so you can yeah, get better?"
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, yeah, it will be those folks.
1: Uh, but, but uh, I, I just did. You not think that was a little bit weird seeing Shady at the? I mean, yes, he's a yes, he's a former Eagle. Yes.
2: You know, you can, it, <laughs> you can tell they, they they just miss it. They just miss they, being here. That, well, that's because
1: the, te- the teams on the on the verge of being a Super Bowl team. Had they had it been another seventy nine season, you know.
2: Well, yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Like obviously because they're making the Super Bowl, but I think it's because they genuinely miss being here. Like shady, you can tell. Like yeah. he really yeah. miss being here. Like and it's like no disrespect to Buffalo because that's a you know good. A good football. A good, it's a good yeah. football town. Good fan base. You know, yeah. Bills Mafia. They really go hard at yeah. the tailgating. Yeah. You know, even though they they're bringing back a uh, ECW at their uh, at their tailgates. You know, but ain't nothing wrong. Then, you know. <laughs> oh man. You, you see people. So, yeah, Like, I, I like, saw like tables you on fire. <laughs> yeah.
3: they
1: it choke chokeslam the dude into the table. Yeah. <laughs> or no, he chokeslam the girl into a table. chokeslammed the girl into a table. Completely missed the table. Yeah. Remember. Remember that. I want you to remember that, because this this leads me to another point about what's been going on this week. When people are sitting here talking to you about how rowdy and unruly the Philadelphia fans are, and how they treated all those little butt hurt uh, Vikings fans this week, yeah. Remember, people choke slamming, and this is and this isn't even us, th- you know, throwing things at yeah, Vi- at Vikings fans, yeah. Bills fans were over there choke slamming each other.
2: Yeah, Bills into Mafia. Table. They go hard. They 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 bring back like I said. They bring back ECW. Like they light tables on fire and throw like, them. And, and what is the point of that? They do the, the one dude I think was doing the, did the people's elbow off the car and <laughs>
1: for what? Sorry. So what's supposed to happen after
2: that? I don't know. I think they just you,
1: you throw somebody into they, a, a, a a burning table, and then you're just supposed to get up and go watch the game with that dude. They get they get very excited off that type of stuff. Remember that next time somebody's telling you how rude, how just unruly Philly fans are. Yeah, it's just just more proof that that whole narrative about crazy Philly fans and and whatever mm-hmm. is. Garbage. Yeah. It always has been, always will be. Always. Always. But back to this game. hmm Nick Foles is incredible. Yes. Who else? You no know what else was incredible? What? That defense. Well, obviously. That defense was a monster. You know, get, getting pressure. Keenum just never looked comfortable. No. After that first drive and, you know, where they marched down the field, you were a little bit worried, but from then on, I don't know what Doug said. You I don't having, know what you Jim said. You, you was said. having
2: nightmares. Yeah. You you was you, you were having you were having you know premonitions. You, you, yeah. You, you you saw Joe Jaravicious. Oh goodness. Ricky Manning Jr.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it's happening again. And he was like, and "This, this like, is about no. This is this is. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. No, and he was yeah, like, that's exactly and what I was. I'm just like, man. I was chilling. about to go that's see. A, I'm about to go that's see a wrestler. That's the scary part. I was chilling. I wasn't
2: worried in some sick twisted way, like. Atlanta, that Atlanta that makes one of us. Atlanta game, I was nervous. Like yeah. I was I'm like, when full in that I was Atlanta game,
1: A. when that in that Atlanta game, when Foles threw up that duck with yeah. his very first pass, yeah. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just ready to hang my head and shit like, oh my goodness. This you know, the wheels are about to just come how how the wheels falling off. And we haven't even pulled out the station yet. Yeah,
2: I, I, that's how I felt the Atlanta game. I was yeah. really like on edge, like so, hanging on every single yeah. thing. But then when it was the Vikings game, I wasn't on edge. You better than me, man. Because I guess it was because they had got through the team that they every, everybody had counted them an underdog. So they got past six seed. So I'm like, all right, they taking on number two seed again. Whatever happens, happens. They lose It's just like okay. You know, they lost the team that you know had the had yeah. the most pressure on them. Yeah, because Minnesota, I still think, believed they the team that had the most pressure on them to win.
1: Exactly, because this would been near home game. Yeah, that's why their fans are so butthurt.
2: That's yeah. why their
1: fans are so mad. That's what it really don't, is don't, about. It's like don't don't fall into the fake narratives. Don't fall into all that. Oh, man, the Philly fans were out there just being rude. Oh, this is so terrible. Oh, you treated those people so bad. Oh, man, please. I'm not here to excuse or give a pass to unruly behavior. Mm -hmm. Throwing beer, you know, especially cans with beer in them, throwing objects like that at people is not cool, and it's not acceptable. It's wrong.
2: But I didn't see no videos like that. Oh, there's plenty. Uh Oh. I saw the video, of the the one, uh, <laughs> the one kid, and he's it is like there's, like it's the like guy a hus- that ran into the the guy no, that ran into the subway nah, pole. will talk about that. Okay, but it was like this kid. It was like this this like husband and wife, and you see the husband over there, and the wife's like she's a Vikings fan. She's in this kid's face, like saying something. And the, oh yeah, and the kid and the dude, was just, and the dude just, just sitting just, like just, go, go yeah. back, <laughs> go birds. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I did see that. That was. And funny. You see, like she's getting so pissed, that he's just like. Like he's just having fun. It's just like he's like, Go birds, go birds. And like, yeah, but then you then you mentioned the guy with the, the subway. The subway guy. Yeah. Oh goodness. He could've killed himself, yeah. literally. Yeah, that that could that 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 could have ended really <laughs> bad.
1: <laughs> I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad dude was alright. But yeah, that that could have been You're not
2: supposed to run inside the pole. You run outside okay. the pole.
1: How about just not running in a subway station to begin with?
2: That was at the Ells- that was at the Ellsworth and Federal stop, actually. Yeah, too.
1: yeah that, that's not good.
2: No. Especially when you know there's probably another one coming right after yeah. it. Like probably like five yeah. minutes later, there's another one. And you just see him running, running. And it's so funny, it was like mm. he's running, so you see the fans rooting him off, like,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah the, and then yeah. he gets oh, oh, yeah, like, oh,
2: oh. Yeah. Oh. And then you saw the other, ang- saw the oh, other yeah. angle. because he bounced off, off the pole the su- and then hit, ba- the then hit the sub. right? And imagine if this cu- and the sub, imagine if the sub's not there.
1: Oh, yeah. oh he's yeah. falling on the tracks. If yeah, he's falling on the tracks. He probably fall. He could have fall- fell on the third rail. Yeah, that could have. Yeah, that could have yeah, been ugly, dude. That's better him than me. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, nonetheless, my point is, you know, they. You know, yes, there are some idiot fans, but there are idiot fans in so, every city. Exactly, there are idiot fans in every city. Listen,
2: no, yeah. no Eagles fans went all you know, you know Dallas Cowboy or anything but like that. Cow- but punching that's people or but that's or, the thing. The Cowboys hear, fans were no, here. You didn't hear about nobody getting stabbed.
1: Cow- Cowboys fans were here less than a month ago. No Cowboys fans were complaining. The Giants were here a couple weeks before that. when nobody complaining? Falcons were here. Their fans weren't complaining, but it was the Vikings who were coming out here talking about, "Oh, we gonna take over this city." They wanted to put that little whack towel or whatever it was on the Rocky see statue. That, see, see,
2: that's that—that that was karma right there. You
1: yeah, see. you got
2: what you, you can't. You can't. Like, do you don't, can't do that. You you can't just go defacing Philadelphia landmarks. Exactly.
1: Yeah. First
2: of all, they was doing they was doing the skull chant on uh, on on the, on on the, the, the art, art museum, museum steps, steps. But but they, all but, you saw all you saw was,
1: hey, everybody. School. school, yeah, school. They look like idiots.
3: School, idiots. School, idiot. <laughs> that's
1: what they. That's what. That's what they look like. A bunch of dummies. And then they team got cooked. They did all that, all that celebrating. Yeah. And then they came in and watched their teams just get destroyed. They watched their favorite team. Get cooked, you had an opportunity to come down here to take over this city and then bring that momentum back to your hometown Mm -hmm. to have a Super Bowl in your home stadium. Yes. So not only did you not bring a Super Bowl back to your home state Mm -hmm. and play in your home stadium, the team that cooked you is now playing. The Vikings had to go back to Minnesota and clean out their lockers so the Eagles could have it. Yeah. Like, I want all this Vikings crap out of this locker room by the end of the day so my Eagles can have a comfortable locker room to chill in on Super Bowl Sunday. That's why I don't feel sorry for any of these Vikings fans.
2: You got comments.
1: Oh, I got comments?
2: They dropping comments. Oh,
1: people. Oh, oh, no, they oh, Some
2: people were saying that they were actually at the game.
1: Okay. Let's see. Oh, my, oh, my man, Coach Mike. That's Coach Mike. Coach Mike is here. He says he was at the game. They should have never have done that in Philly. Plus now with the Eagles fans going to Minnesota after the game. Uh, let's see. After the game, you was there. They wanted to be our friends. The Minnesota. Yeah, don't right. they wanted to be our friends. <laughs> He's like, because we winners. They losers. What, what loser does not want to be friends with a winner? Losers don't want to hang out with losers. Everybody loves Minnesota.
2: Everybody loves Vikings, a winner.
1: Exactly. Vikings fans was losers. So yeah, they wanted to jump on board everybody, and be down with us.
2: Everybody loves a winner.
1: It's like Coach Mike said we're going to their city and playing for the Super Bowl. You 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 darn right. Coach Mike said he might try he might try and go to Minnesota. I think Coach Mike is gonna fly though. I'm trying, I'm trying to drive because look, I ain't got no money.
2: You you sure you sure a train doesn't go out there?
1: By the time you know, I, I bet you. You know what? Here, you talk. I'm, I'm gonna check that out. I'm about later. to
2: say a train.
1: A train you, could could go out there. That might be the move for you. That might be the move, but it might take me forever.
2: It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It should. It should. It shouldn't take you that long.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Eighteen hour drive compared hour to a train. Tra- okay. But I don't know, because because the whole thing is I want I want to do. Like if we were to go out there, I would want to do best in the world from out there. Live from the Motel Six, oh, and so some...
2: we'll leave the light <laughs> on for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, what I mean, I, I want to do best of the world from out there. Oh my gosh, I would. I I want to bring all this. Well, not like all this, but yeah. like all this out there. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would look into that. See how much you. Because well, other than gas, driving is free. Yeah, and I'm over there. Like, look, I'll go up there and I'll drive. I'll throw. I'll throw like I'll th- like a, I got a microwave over there. I'll throw that in the car. I'll throw some lunch meat in the car. You know, stop at a BJ's or uh, or a Costco's on the way, get me some lunch <laughs> meat or something. I don't need to go get dinner. I don't need all that. I don't need to go to an old fancy Minnesota restaurant. Give me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No, you would go I, to I you, could you would
2: o- go to a min- Minnesota restaurant. No, uh, yeah, you would know, know just, to, just to try their food. Know what a Minnesota, Everybody know what does Minnesota,
1: it. Know what Minnesota restaurant I'm gonna go to? What?
2: Burger King. No, you not. Y- yes, I am. You are gonna find a, what they famous for and try to go get it.
1: What is, What food is Minnesota famous for?
2: I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm saying. I'm telling is you. Fini- dude. Is
1: Minnesota famous for food? I thought Minnesota. Everybody was, has a famous food. Every Minnesota, every city. I thought Minnesota was famous for Prince. That's well, it. Well, yeah, but every city has a famous food. I don't know. So if you watching, if you listening, whatever. Uh, tell us what is Minnesota famous for, other than Prince, and Moore's Day in the Time, and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and uh, Kevin Garnett, um, Mary Tyler Moore. Is that Minnesota? I think
2: they have a statue of her. Really? Yeah, I think so. Why? I don't know. I think they do. Uh-huh.
1: All right. Gotta check it. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else are they, they famous? Uh, Kirby Puckett, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, God bless that man's memory. Yes, yes, no disrespect to him, but that that that's all I know. I don't know anybody else. What's so cool about Minnesota, other than the fact Minnesota that that's well, a... oh, Maya Moore, they're champions. Oh, but Maya Moore, yeah, Maya Moore is beautiful. My wife too, thinks I hate, uh, I hate women's basketball. I don't hate women's basketball, but I will tell you, I love me Maya Moore. If she's going to be out there, I might have to make this road trip.
3: <laughs> I love me
1: Maya Moore. I love, I love Maya Moore because she plays. Also, know why I love Maya Moore? Because she plays in 10s. Right. She plays in Jordan 10s.
2: Yes, it is. The Mary Tyler Moore statue.
1: That's a that's a real thing. Yeah, tourist He's attraction. He's showed me his phone. Tourist saying,
2: attraction me. in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: I will go to that. And I will put it. They're Google. also
2: they're also known for the mall of America too. They're a huge oh yeah, mall. That big
1: mall. That's right. You think they got a casual mail out there? Probably. Well, I go to Minnesota and get go to a casual. Ma- I go to a, a chain store. Go go to a casual mail or a destination. And they got like a
2: think They got like amusement park in there. Okay. And that's what's up in their mall. Now you know that's the scene
1: of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, when they were skating all over. Yeah. See, you could probably go. You could probably go to that mall and find a good place to post up and watch the game. Yeah. I would do that. When we went to when we went to Jacksonville, we just found a spot. It was down there just in their little harbor area, like their little fake Penn's landing, and they had a big screen. <laughs> and we just watched the game from there. Like I would do that. And the thing was mm-hmm. I I expected sort of sort of the same thing, the same atmosphere. What was cool about Jacksonville was it was like Five-to-one Eagles fans.
2: I I know what the best food in Minnesota is. Okay, what is it? It is Swedish meatballs.
1: What the? I can go to Subway and get... I want no Swedish meatballs. That's whack. (laughs) That's whack. I will freeze dry. You know know what? Nah, done. Nah, done. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to go to Ray's right around the corner. Ray's on... uh, well, fact, oh, man, what time is it? See, it's 9.30. It's too late now. You, you don't need no cheesesteak this late at night. Next time you come out here to, our, to my crib, I'm going to take you around the corner to raise, get you one of them, all right? Mm-hmm. Remind me next time we do the show to take you over there to raise, get you a cheesesteak. First of all, their extra large cheesesteak uh-huh. will feed a tribe. Like I can never, aka this whole household. Like for this no, whole household, is let me tell you something. I used to get one of them extra large cheesesteaks from Ray's uh-huh. the first night of the tournament of, the, uh, of March Madness, <laughs> and that joint <laughs> lasts me the whole first weekend. <laughs> I sit there and start chopping that joint up. I start chopping that joint up and just sit there all. The, I will sit right over there in front of that television over there, and I will watch the games with a cheesesteak. And just give me like a Hawaiian punch or something. And I'm good. By the end of the game, by the end of that last game, I'm down here asleep all night long. But I I would go to Ray's, chop up a cheesesteak, and then just uh pretty much, and then just take it to uh take it to Minnesota with me with that microwave so I could just cook it up. I don't need no I don't need no sweetest meatballs.
2: <laughs> you seem very offended by that.
1: That's whack. How was that your how was that your, your trademark food? If anything, I'm going out there to the, the team, they need they need a new tradition. Hey. I don't know, maybe like some coyote burgers or something. What animal There's
2: nothing wrong with Swedish fit, Swedish meatballs it's, make a sandwich out of it or something. Whatever. Meatball sandwich. That's, that's highly Meat overrated. Boss up. That's highly overrated. I'm that's, just saying I'm not I'm not Saying that's what you should do. I'm just saying if you want to make it a little bit more delectable, whatever,
1: I'm make it a little bit more delicious.
2: Uh,
1: uh, uh, whatever,
2: it's better probably better
1: than New England clam chowder. <laughs> oh, I like soup. Oh, okay, I like soup. I'm a soup guy. Anyway, hey, let us know what you're thinking about this show. Let us know what you're thinking about the Eagles and what they're doing. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at bitw sports. That is at B I T W Sports. We got a lot of football to talk about today. We've been talking with people all week. All right, so let's take a quick break, mm-hmm. and when we come back, we'll jump into it. We got a lot of guests. We're and we're look. This is what we call a tease. Yes. All right, we're not going to tell you what we're doing or who we're going to talk to. We're just going to come back and we're going to talk to them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so that's what we're doing, and when we come back, me and you will talk a little bit more. Uh, talk a little bit more about this game, get ready for this game. And we will once again hand out the sit your ass down award. All yes. right. It's a tradition like no other. It's called the sit your ass down award. But first we will continue our conversation about the Super Bowl When we come back on the best in the world sports report, my name is John. That's Joe We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety. Every Saturday. 8 a.m. on the Philly Go at
3: phillygofloor.com.
0: If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com.
3: Psst, it's me,
4: your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Just treat me better.
3: After all, we're in this together.
0: To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. You're listening to the best in the world sports report.
1: The Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl, taking on the New England Patriots. We're hyped, we're excited. We want to hear from the Eagles fans, we want to hear from people who cover the Eagles, people who follow the Eagles, people who love the Eagles. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BITW Sports. Once again, facebook instagram twitter at bitw sports this is the best in the world sports report my name is john brown all right as you all know the eagles won on sunday 38-7 they beat the minnesota vikings sent them back to minnesota told them hey man get your stadium ready for us all right because we coming the midnight green is on their way to minnesota to face the patriots So let's get right into it. Let's go go to our first guest, all right? Our first guest this week on the Best in the World Sports Report, good friend of mine. He is a media consultant, he's a podcast host, and he's also a contributor for ESPN's TheUndefeated.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome on the phone lines, Mr. OJ Spivey. OJ, what's happening, man?
5: Hey, what's up, John? Glad to be back with you, man. Been too long. Oh my, God.
1: it has been too long. <laughs> but you know, it now is a is as good a time as any. OJ, time. Yeah, I've had you on this show for years, man. You've been coming on this show since we first started. You've been one, you know, one of the first people to help us out and come on this show, talk Eagles. We've talked Sixers. and we've uh, let's be real, man. We we've we, unfortunately we've had to talk about a lot of bad. Uh, Philadelphia sports. But now things have changed. We have a team going to the Super Bowl, playing for a world championship. How, I mean, how does that make you feel? I mean, have you wrapped your mind around that yet?
5: Yeah, it, it, it's still sinking in for me. Uh, I thought the Eagles would win. I had a 20-10 to 10 score. But it's just the way that they won. And, you know, it is kind of surreal just thinking about it, just, you know, pinching yourself, saying Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Uh, You kind of had that feeling when Carson Wentz was still uh, healthy. He was leading this team uh, as the quarterback, MVP candidate. Uh, In fact, you know, he'd probably be a shoe in if uh, if he were still healthy. But, you know, you just did not know with Nick Foles in there. But just to see him prevail, to see him persevere and have uh, perhaps the game of his life, we thought it was, Maybe that seven touchdown game against the Oakland Raiders a few years back uh, during the Chip Kelly days, but this was definitely the game of his life. And just to see uh, the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, um, it, it is surreal. And you just got to sit back and pinch yourself. I haven't really celebrated like everyone else has. I'm just still in a state of shock by the way they just uh, annihilated the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, so it, it, it is awesome. it's just a beautiful thing, and uh, the city definitely should celebrate. Uh, as much as they can and then you know next week get ready for the Patriots but this this is a week of celebration for all the city the whole area
1: exactly exactly I celebrated hard I watched the game with my family uh I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure, my my daughter my youngest daughter probably wanted to call child services I hugged her so hard when when the game was over uh, she, was, <laughs> she was pretty much like daddy I can't breathe I was like I, I, I I'm sorry I'm sorry I can't let you go I'm just really excited right now no but let me ask you this. Now, where did you watch the game?
5: Well, I actually, I actually watched the game up at a bar in Manio. Okay, so I, you know, I was uh, uh, with friend, with a friend, with a couple friends, and everything. And you know, we were up there watching, and even the atmosphere just in that part of the city, uh, it was electric. Uh, just going in there, the place was packed upstairs, downstairs. Uh, the, even a the third floor on the street on on Main Street, everything. So, just when the game came on, you know, we were watching the AFC Championship game, and then uh, you know we saw the end of that, how the Patriots came back with the Jaguars. But you could just tell everybody was just so psyched uh, for the Eagles game, just loud and everything. Um, you know, the, uh, the wind was taken out of the sails when the Vikings got that early touchdown, their only touchdown of the game. Um, But once Patrick Robinson returned that touchdown, uh, that pick six, uh, the place erupted just as the link did. um, And you knew at that point, okay, they're back in it and they're going to win this game. Uh, It was just a matter of how and nobody, me, you, anybody, even the Eagles themselves, probably didn't think that it would be that easy how they just took the hearts of the Minnesota Vikings to to the point, to the point. Yeah, to the point, John. To where whatever Minnesota did offensively or defensively, it was going to be the wrong. It was going to be the wrong thing. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness! I, I, now I, I admit, and and later on this week when uh when Javon gets back in here, he's gonna have me eating a lot of crow because I was a huge uh I, I was I was a doubter of Nick Foles. I I, I can admit I, it. I, I was too. I, I I doubted him. I I thought that I thought that in. Atlanta and in Minnesota I thought that he would be able to do just enough to to get them over the hump like I didn't think he would implode I didn't think he would be awful you know a lot of people were doubting him based on I guess those last two games of the season I really you know as much as I doubt Nick Foles to me those two games didn't really mean a lot to me because I just felt like you know the Eagles had it wrapped up they were you know they weren't playing for anything. You know it's just a different story. I, I knew he would be able to play better in the playoffs. I just didn't expect thirty eight points. I didn't expect thirty eight to seven. And, and you know just like you said, you know it was it was he was he could he shredded a very good defense which is something, you know, you really haven't been able to say about Nick Foles in the past, where he just comes out against a stout defense, a good team, and just has his way against him. You know, that's something you you really don't say. Nick Foles hadn't done that yet. That's one thing he really hadn't done. But in the end, it was great. The vibe was great. You were out there amongst the, uh this. You were out there in the city, you know, celebrating with with your friends and and other Eagles fans, and you've been in the city all week long. How would you describe the vibe of the city and the and the fan base right now?
5: Well, first thing th- that I can uh, attest to, uh, I used I actually was an employee at the uh, Link for uh, parts of three seasons, so I still have a lot of friends down there that work with the game day staff, work with security. You know, I've interacted with. Um, you know, Eagles president, Don Smolenski. I've Mm -hmm. seen Jeffrey Lurie a number of times, Uh, other media guys, uh, you know, who cover the team, beat writers, all of that. So the atmosphere, I can just only imagine by not being there presently. Mm -hmm. The other day, I can just only imagine how all of those people feel. And, you know, I just give a shout out to uh, all the hard workers who work at The Link, and they've done that. Some people have uh, worked there for you know a dozen years uh, ever since the link opened. Mm. So just uh, I'm happy for those people. Uh, even though you know they they did go to the Super Bowl back in 04. but you know it, it was a lot of it was a lot of time. It's been 13 years, so that's a long time. Uh, but I was so happy for them, and uh, you kept hearing vibes. And in fact, you saw a thread I think on uh, on Twitter to where. Ah, uh, people over in New Jersey could hear the stadium. That's how loud wow. it was. Uh, good friend, good friend of mine. He lives by the airport. He could hear that way of the stadium. Ah, uh, you know, all the cheering. And it was so funny because I even mentioned uh, early today on Twitter that um if there was a time where people felt like the link would never have that home field advantage that the vet had mm. or you know, other stadiums across the NFL. I think they've broken that. Uh, as of, you know, this NFC Championship game because the crowd was just as loud as you've ever heard it, like as far as not hearing yourself think. And I, I think that was great for the fans as well. Certainly the Eagles appreciated it. Uh, and, you know, I'm in Center City every day, so people are just still walking around with their Eagles gear, just with their chest out, um, just uh, just so happy that uh, the Eagles are back in it. And just to think, you know, you always want your team no matter what the sport to play in the last game of the seat, last game of the season, the last game of that uh, league year. And just to think that the Eagles are playing in that final game, that has to make everybody feel euphoric and just people just can't stop talking about it.
1: Oh man, you're, you're, you are right. You are absolutely right. Hey, we're talking with OJ Spivey media consultant, podcast host, contributor for ESPN's the undefeated. Hey, O.J., I want to ask you, now, where were you when the Eagles won the NFC championship back in 2004?
5: Well, the the thing that stands out, if you remember, there Mm -hmm. was uh, an awful snowstorm the day before, the night before. So I just remember, I just go directly back to just shoveling. (laughs) (laughs) Shoveling all that morning because it was well over uh, a foot of snow. I think it might have been like maybe 16 inches. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do remember... Uh, at the lake where they got, they had to, you know, bring people in off the street to help uh, clear the field, clear the stadium. Mm-hmm. And people were getting frostbite and all those things. So I just remember being home shoveling all that morning, early afternoon. It was a three o'clock game. Uh, people were psyched for that as well because you did feel that um, the Eagles were, you did feel at that time that the uh, Eagles were the favorite. They had a mm-hmm. great year, similar to this year. So of course, they had a healthy quarterback and McNabb. Uh, Terrell Owens was hurt, but she knew that good team was coming in. with, uh, uh, ironically, Michael Vick, who ended up playing here, mm. many years later, but she just kind of knew it was a it was a it was a different vibe then because you just knew the Eagles were better than the Atlanta Falcons at, at that time. Um, if you compare it to this year, uh, we knew how good the Eagles were going into. Uh, that game at Los Angeles, you know, they were on the inside track of going to the Super Bowl. But again, it goes back to when Carson Wentz got hurt. And you you mentioned it, too, John, just uh, not having that, say, being skeptical or, you know, being cynical about Nick Ford because we just didn't know what to expect. He didn't uh, have a training camp because he was hurt. He didn't have many reps. Uh, Did he come in and uh, release uh, Carson Wentz? And that was great what he did. Um, And then you saw his game against the Giants, didn't do so well against the Raiders, and then the Cowboys for you know, that half or so. It was just a lot of question marks, and I think it was legitimate question marks. I don't think people should feel bad for being skeptical about Nick Fulham because you lose your franchise quarterback, and most teams uh, in the league, when you lose your franchise quarterback, you are done. But we also had to remember that the Eagles are good enough uh, defensively. Uh, They still have a lot of weapons offensively. And all of that uh, came to fruition uh, the other day when they annihilated the Vikings. You saw how good Alshon Jeffrey was. You saw why Zachary is a a pro bowler. Uh, You saw why they put together this three-headed monster at running back uh, with uh, with Blunt, uh, with uh, Ajayi, uh, with Clement. All those off. All those guys played a role. I mean, you saw Tory Smith drop the pass early and then, you know, just, uh, just became clutched uh, catching that flea uh, yeah. flicker. So redeeming himself. Uh, you saw how – you knew how good the defensive line is. Fletcher Cox, Jernigan, uh, Chris Long coming in, uh, vinnie Curry. You knew how good these guys are. And just uh, also, too, there were some question marks because let's say how can this team uh, sustain – losing player after player, losing a future Hall of Famer Jason Pears, losing one of the best young linebackers in the league in Jordan Hicks, <laughs> losing the, uh, your kicker. You never know what kickers mm-hmm. nowadays were extra poised being what they are now. Um, you know, just losing guy after guy being sent at the linebacker spot. You just never knew how was uh, Vita, Big B want to step in and fill a, a future Hall of famous shoes. Mm-hmm. There were certain question marks. And again, that went back to Nick Foles, but you know, I give a I give credit to the whole entire roster because they never used the injuries as an excuse, and nor did the coaches.
1: No, nah, and it's great, you know. You see what you see what's happening, and it's easy to get caught up in it, you know. Um, I, I'm a I'm a believer, you know. You know, I, I am I am a believer, you know. At this point, now you get to the point, you know, you get to this point in the season when your team's knocking on the door to, you know, to immortality, you know, to greatness, you know, you, you have to be all in, you have to be all in. And it was, a, it's been a minute before, you know, since we've been there, you know, we've been down this road, it's been a minute. So I guess I, I asked you, you know, what do you think the difference is in the atmosphere of, the fan base between now and 2004? What do you think is different about how we as fans are approaching this game on Sunday? Or I should say a week from Sunday.
5: Well, I think it's overall a, a better team, uh, a better overall team, mm-hmm. uh, better skilled players at every position. Uh, you can't really say that there's necessarily a weak, uh, a weak link. Well, you can say maybe there's a weak link, maybe a player here, a player there. But overall, as a collective unit, um, you, you have the confidence that this team can go into uh, Minnesota next week and beat the Patriots, beat the Goliath that the, the yeah. Patriots are. And I think they're a much better coach. Look, you give it all to Andy Reid. He tr- he's had a tremendous coaching career, whether it be here in, whether it was here in Philadelphia, whether it's in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saw on that Super Bowl Sunday, as close as it was, as good as a the shot they had, uh, Reed was outcoached by mm-hmm. Belichick. Yeah. I mean, could Belichick outcoach Peterson again this week? Yes, but I, I, I next week, I, yes. But I don't think it could be nearly as egregious. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just going to be pound for pound. I just think the players are going to uh, you know compete in this game, and I don't even think maybe coaching might be a factor. But mm-hmm. the the thing is, this team is always ready. They're always ready to play. Even when they lost, they were always ready to play. Um, you know, maybe they had that one blimp on the radar when they were at Seattle. I mean, look, nobody wants to chase around what's the one every day. I understand that. that. So that was really the one bad loss that you can think of. Um, Kansas City, I guarantee you, if they were to go back up to Kansas City right now, like they did in week two, mm-hmm. they would crush Kansas City like they did the
3: Vikings.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so, But, um, you know, the, the team was still learning, and that was week two. So, um, you know, just like they say in college football, if you're going to lose, these early. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, this team has evolved. It has such a veteran presence. I think what helps, too, you have guys who have been to, to the uh, – they haven't been their first rodeo. You start with Malcolm Jenkins who won the Super Bowl uh with the Saints as a young player. He's never forgotten that experience. Uh you take a Tory Smith who had a clutch who had a clutch playoff um run while he was in Baltimore, yep. you know, going into Denver, you know, beating a uh, a heavy favored uh, Broncos team. You got Chris Long who uh was a uh, was a key cog in the Patriots even last year. Mm-hmm. So you know that he's gonna, you know, let uh, put the Eagles at ease knowing that he played under Bill Belichick. So these guys are going to be prepared. And I've even said um, on a couple other uh, couple other venues, I said, look, Patriots are definitely going to have to bring their A game uh, in two weeks because if they play any, any way how they played against Jacksonville, mm-hmm. against this Eagles team, yep. they're going to lose because the Eagles are not going to go in there not ready and unprepared. They're going to be just as prepared. Is any team that Tom
1: Brady has ever faced. I hear you. I hear you. So you talk about how they match up against the Patriots. So the million-dollar question is, Can do you think Nick Foles can dip, duplicate his efforts against Minnesota when they face pay, the Patriots? Do you think Nick Foles could do it again in the Super Bowl, do what he did against the Vikings? Could he do it again? In Super Bowl 52.
5: well a couple things uh John realistically you would want to bet no um but all you could ask for is that okay can he have a similar co- completion percentage uh you know will he throw three or four touchdowns probably not but how look at his p- completion percentage what is uh what type of throws can he make I I said throughout the playoffs that the fools has to make maybe about a uh, half a dozen good throws uh, for the Eagles to try and win. Uh, it might be a little more against the Patriots because schematically they give you so many different looks, so many different things. Patriots don't nearly have as good a defense as the Vikings did. Um, but again, it's all scheme. It's all about adjustment. Mike Zimmer never adjusted in that game. going to want to adjust several times. He just is, you know, during the play sometimes. Uh, but, um, you know, Nick just going to have to, you know, uh, keep doing what he's doing. long as he stays relaxed, long as he doesn't get rattled, I think he will be fine. And I think also too, he has to allow, um, just continue to allow to trust in his teammates, trust Jeffrey down the field, uh, trust Torrey Smith, um, you know, go to, go to his, um, His go-to guy, Zach Ertz. that's his security blanket, as we say, not to do a cliche, but that's his security blanket. You know, utilizes running backs, all of those things. Um, And, you know, when you look at it, uh, Nelson Aguilar, he really didn't have – he wasn't involved in the offense uh, the other day, but this could be the time where they unleash Nelson Aguilar. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, Doug Peterson and the coaching staff, they're well prepared with that. They're going to look at all angles. And, I, and again, I think this is just going to be probably the toughest game the Patriots will play uh, all season because the Eagles are that good. We can finally say that the Eagles are a tremendous team. They are a great team. They're just not, you know, a team who lucked up and, you know, made it to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you saw what they did against the Vikings, the number one defense in the league, you know, giving up the fewest points. They were virtually uh the stendiest team on third down perversion. so you saw what they did with them uh one week doesn't trans necessarily translate to the other but you can say you see two great teams playing in the super bowl uh in less than two weeks
1: i hear you and i'm excited I'm, I'm pumped up i'm pumped up so finally let me just ask you are you going to minnesota will we see oj in minnesota
5: no, I'm not going to Minnesota. I don't have any plans. Well, I really wasn't eager to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, you know, some last-minute thing, I get a call say, hey, we need you to cover this and everything. I'll, you know, just change my life around to do it. But uh, no current plans to go to Minnesota. Uh, probably, I would probably much better um, look forward to going to Atlanta next year than Minnesota. Uh, oh, but you. if I do, I'll be staying in the skylines. But most likely I won't be there, so. Uh, I, I may be, I may be hosting a party. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to stay here in Philly and, uh, just root the Eagles on.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is OJ Spivey, media consultant, podcast host, and contributor to ESPN's Undefeated. OJ, thank you, my friend.
5: Yeah, No problem. And just one more thing I want to add to that strategy with the Eagles and the Patriots if I can. Uh, you look back to when the, the two losses that the Patriots had in the Super Bowl to the New York Giants, they had the defensive line, you know, Strahan, Tuck, all those guys. Eagles have just as good of a defensive line. That's something to watch.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, see, I'm, get, I'm hyped already. I'm, you know, it's you two, weeks, uh, two weeks Don't away and, I'm, I'm, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm hyped. I'm ready. <laughs> just kick the ball off now. I'm telling yeah, you.
5: Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready also. Let's do it. It's, uh-huh. it's gonna be a long two weeks, but at least, you know, they're playing and we look forward to it.
1: All right. OJ, thank you, my
0: friend.
5: Uh, no problem, man. Anytime.
0: You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Flow at PhillyGoFlow.com. <laughs> If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com.
4: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick
6: hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report.
1: We're getting you ready for Super Bowl Fifty Two. Eagles, Pats, Sunday, February 4th. What is going on, y'all? My name is John Brown. Just a reminder, you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at bitw sports. My guest is the host of the Broad Street Line. He also writes for Liberty Ballers. Today, we're going to talk birds, though. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for my good friend, Mr. Roy Burton. Roy, what's going on, my friend?
6: What's going on, John? How
1: you been, man? Been real good. Real good. We got. There's a Super Bowl to be played, and the Eagles are any. Absolutely. You know, you know it, it's <laughs> been it's been a long time since we felt this way. So let me start. Let me ask you now. Where were you when the game was on? Where'd you watch the game?
6: So, so I'm kind of I'm kind of weird in the fact that I like to watch the game like at home, mm-hmm. so I can hear the announcers. You know, I, I like cause I like to hear the announcers. I like to hear like the breakdown of the plays and and things like that. So, I, so I was watching the game at home, just you know, as like I usually do for most games. You know, I have the game on DVR so I can go back. But I just you know had the you know game, was just watching the game, and then you know, like a lot of people, you know, like uh, yeah, you, know, you see the see the first drive happen, and you're like with the Minnesota drives right down the field, you're like, oh man, it's not be a long night. And then the Eagles, you know, they kind of look sloppy on their first drive on offense. And, you know, like this, you know, this isn't, you know, you know this doesn't look like it's going to turn out well. But, you know, the, they get the, uh, the Patrick Roberts inter- interception and then it kind of just like steamrolls from there. And it was just this is an amazing, amazing game on Sunday.
1: It was. It was. Now, do you watch the game by yourself or are you, uh, you have friends over? Uh, like, like what's part of that process?
6: I usually, I like honestly, I usually watch it by myself because again, like sometimes I'll take you know I'll take notes or whatever like that. But you know, I kind of like to focus on plays because, um, you know, like you, I know I do a, you I do a podcast and a couple other things as well. So you know, like so while you're watching the game, you want to kind of be able to pay attention to the plays and and things like that. And then so i usually watch the game, and then you know, you know, whenever whenever the need arises, you know, I'll jump on Twitter and kind of you know fire off a couple things. So it's usually just by myself, kind of you know in the in the living room and on the couch, kind of kind of doing my thing.
1: So given given that it's been a long time, you know, almost mm-hmm. what uh 14 years since yeah. we as Eagles fans have been in this position. It's been 14 years since we just had the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Now for right. you, I've I've been asking a couple, you know, pe- people who followed and covered this team for a long time. In your opinion, how do you think mm-hmm. this how do you th- feel like this experience how does this differ from two
6: thousand and four? Oh, that's a, a good question. Um, this one kind of it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like you know, like with with two thousand and four. I mean, like you just look at the talent on the team, and you're like, oh, this team is like it's you know almost impossible for this team not to do something in the playoffs. You know, with McNabb and To and and just just all the weapons they had, even on both sides of the ball, even the mm-hmm. defense as well. Um, but this team, I mean, I know a lot of people. I mean, look, I'll confess, you know, I wasn't the biggest you know Doug Peterson fan coming into the season you know I wasn't sure about his, his game day play calling um I wasn't sure how, how how good of a motivator he was and you know you look at his team and you know you, they, uh, the Eagles signed a lot of guys in the offseason but usually like you know when you when you make a lot of you know uh, additions like that in over the offseason it takes a little bit of time to gel so you know with a young quarterback and with a bunch of guys who I wasn't sure how they were going to fit together you know I thought this was maybe an 8 and 8 9 and seven team. and that was at the beginning of the season with a healthy Carson Wentz with a healthy Jason peters and then you know once the season started and you know they kind of got on a roll. you're like wait a minute this is like there's something special here i mean there's a lot of you know you look back at you know like some of the moments from this year like you know the uh obviously the, the jake elliott kick and and you know just a couple other you know plays that happened this year and it was kind of one of those things where it's like they're just on a roll it was like a magical roll that kind of happened so this to me is a little bit it feels a little bit different because 04 was almost like I mean, you know, you know, from like the the, the Ravens game in the preseason, like the the uh, the play action like deep bomb the TL. You're like, all right, this team is special. This team, I didn't have that feeling initially, but now it's like, you know, like when you have a guy like Nick Foles come come in and play nearly flawless football for for two games in the playoffs, it's like, you know what, this is a special ride. And and you know, I didn't expect this, but but I'm I'm on, you know, I'm here, and, and we're gonna ride this thing to the wheels fall off, you know.
3: No, I
1: hear you. I'm I'm the same way. I guess. For me, and it's something that I, I have said on this podcast a couple of times. Like I, I thought that I guess we're going to hear more comparisons to the 0-4 team now because both mm-hmm. teams are in the Super Bowl. But right. leading leading up to this 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 game, leading up to this point in the season, I had always said that I compared this team to the 2000 Eagles team because that okay. was that was the team at the beginning of the run, and that yeah. was when you were sitting there. And you, the season. Now that season didn't end the way we wanted it to. It, you know, ended I believe in the divisional round of the playoffs or the wild card round. But it, it ended early in the playoffs. But you mm-hmm. knew at that point, like this team was good, and it was going to be good for a long time. So I was right. excited, and that's where I was at the beginning of the season, where I'm just like, okay, I, I, you know, I want to, you know, I want to win it all. But even if mm-hmm. it did, if it didn't. I'm good because I know that this team is going to be good for a long time. Lo right. and behold, now at the here it is the end of the season, <laughs> and, and we're expectations change. Yeah, 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 th- th- things have changed now, and now we have a chance to win <laughs> win the Super Bowl. But right, the, right. now you said yourself, and you know I, you're not alone in this thought. But at the beginning of the season, you weren't necessarily sold on Doug Peterson. Right. But, but let me ask you about the job that he has done now cuz he's changed a lot of minds. There's, I mean, he has to win coach of the year at this point. I mean, I think that's just you know, I would think I would think so. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah. I, I I think he's got, you know, he he should be uh making room on his mantelpiece now for that for that award. <laughs> but yeah. let me let me ask you, what do you what do you feel has impressed you the most about the job that he has done so far this season?
6: I think the most impressive thing, and there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot that you can point at directly to to Doug Peterson and the coaching staff and, and give them credit for. It. But I mean, I, I think a lot, of, I mean, coaching is a lot of it is just getting the players to buy in, you know, getting the players to kind of believe that, you know, you can do it or they can do it as a unit. And it's, you know, you, you see a lot of guys, I mean, you know, you, there's a lot of guys on this team, like Garrett Blunt or Jay Ajayi or, or whatever, they can complain about getting touches or to complain about their contracts or things like that. And usually that's the kind of things that, that would tear a team apart, but you haven't seen any of that this year. I mean, like you have 53 guys in a locker room and, and you really haven't heard any, you know, discontent out of anybody in that locker room at all this year. And, and, I mean, I know winning, you know, is, is a great is a great elixir. But I mean, even still, I mean, you usually hear rumblings of something, especially at the beginning of the year. There was that that story, like right before the first game, the Jeff McClain story that said that you know Jim Schwartz was you know going to you know taking over the locker room and things like that, and he was mm-hmm. he acted like he was the coach and things like that. Stuff like that usually like destroys a team, like from the inside, you know, from the inside. And like the Eagles have kind of just blocked out all that noise and just said, you know what, like, like you know, like the uh, their video. Their, the locker room video says, you know, like, you know, we all, we got, I like, guess the 53 guys in the locker room, you know, we're all here for each other. We're here for one goal. And, and I think Doug's done a, a, a masterful job, I'll say, of, of kind of blocking out that noise and getting everybody to kind of believe in that, in that singular mission.
1: Do you think part of that, the part of the, pop, the popularity and part of what has made Doug so easy to get along with, and it seems so easy to, to play for is mm-hmm. just I think for me it it kind of speaks to maybe how low things had got things had gotten with the previous coach
3: yeah. whereas
1: this is a guy on the complete opposite so you see uh, so you see how he did it mm-hmm. and now you see how this team has come together because I'm sitting here watching the game on I'm sitting there I'm watching the game on Sunday and I'm you know it's it was one thing to see, you know, to kind of throw the shade at Jeff Fisher because you had Case Keenum versus Nick Foles. <laughs> right, right. But it has to be another thing for Chip Kelly to watch. One the team that he coached now 2 mm-hmm. years removed from firing him, you know, with a chance to go to the Super Bowl under right. the you know, under the tutelage of the the the, the whatever, you know, general manager, executive vice president, whatever you want to call Howie now,
3: who you banished right.
1: to the other end of the building when you were here. So it's just exactly. like, it, you know, how, you know, how much does that knife hurt? And how much, is, oh, you that, that, know, is it like how much of a twist of the knife is that? That That's the thing. It's like, if you know, like,
6: I, I don't know what kind of guy Howie is, but I mean, like if I'm Howie, you know, if I was in that spot, you know, being the guy, like you said, who got banished to the other side of the facility you know, counting helmets in the equipment room, or whatever they had him doing on his on his on his sabbatical. You know, his, his one year sabbatical, yeah. or whatever. If I'm Howie, like I, I, I might need to like, I, I got to send Chip a Chip a DVD of the game or something, man. Because like you're right. Because like this is like this was like, I mean because so much of Chip's foundation is still here. But mm-hmm. Howie you know, the guy you banished. You know, he came in and he brought in a Legarrett Blunt. He brought in you know a Jay Ajayi, uh, Torrey Smith. Uh, Alshon Al Jeffrey. He obviously has an eye for talent. Mm-hmm. He obviously has he obviously is, is skilled at, at building a roster and, mm-hmm. and keeping them under a salary cap and, and even in bringing in veteran leaders like Chris Long. Like this is the guy you want to know parts of and now he's, you know, going to Minnesota for the Super Bowl and you you know you're already out of the league. Already I mean, it's like it's gotta it's gotta hurt for Chip man. It's gotta hurt.
1: It's it's gotta hurt and he's he built this franchise by erasing all of Chip's mistakes. You know yep. You, you you saw the strip fumble by Derek Barnett, Derek mm-hmm. Barnett that we drafted with the first round pick that we got, having traded Sam Bradford his quarterback. You know, right. your Carson Wentz. There's a good chance Carson Wentz could win MVP. Now you know right. m- maybe the injury plays a part, but still I, I think you know I, I still think Carson Wentz has to be in you know in the running for MVP. You Agreed. you were able to move up to get him by trading away all the guy you know, pretty much all the Chips guys. You know, you right. use the picks that you use to get uh you trade DeMarc uh DeMarco Murray and Kiko right. Alonso and Byron Maxwell. And mm-hmm. you get you know, this team is basically built off of correcting Chips mistakes. Now he's out the league. You know, your repl- his replacement might get coach of the year. The guy you banished to the other end of the building is about has been named executive of the year, and they might yep. have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Yep. God, it must suck to be Chip Kelly right now.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I know the UCLA check is probably nice, yeah, but yeah. I mean, at the same time, again, like you know, you're I mean, you're Chip Kelly. You know, you wanted to prove yourself on the on the big stage. You wanted to prove yourself in the NFL. Like you're already you're already out of the league, and a lot of the you know. You, and you're seeing basically you're seeing your ex girlfriend flourish, yeah. and it, like it, it's gotta hurt a little
1: bit. Oh, man, it it, it does. I, I, I'm I'm sure it does. I'm, I'm sure he's sitting somewhere out there in sunny California with a Patriots hat on, you know, just just hoping, <laughs> just, just just hoping for the worst. But uh, absolutely. But, but let's get back to let's get back to Doug Peterson and the job okay. that he has to do for Sunday. What do you feel like he needs? What if there if one thing maybe. More than one thing, but what do you think he needs to stress to this team in order for them to be successful in in a couple of weeks?
6: Oh, I, th- I think the most important thing is you know you got to got to keep your foot on the pedal. I mean, you mm-hmm. got to play sixty minutes. You, you don't let up. Um, we saw that at the end of the at the end of the first half against the Vikings. I mean, Eagles, you know, easily could have just you know, nelson the ball, you know, went into halftime twenty up twenty one to seven, you know, because you had the ball coming out at, at, at the second half. So you could have said, you know what, we'll just kneel and we're up two scores. You know, we don't want to risk it. Uh, but no, but but you know, Doug had the guys go for it. You know, you had the had the nice play to Zach Ertz down the sidelines. You, you kick another field goal. You gotta, you gotta when you have when you're up, you gotta like you, you gotta put this team away. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like the, with the Jaguars, you saw in the, yeah, the Jaguars game, the, Jag, the Jaguars at the end of the first half, the Jaguars in the end of the first half, like they had a couple timeouts. They they could have you know gotten a position for a, another score before the half, but they were like, you know what. We have Blake Bortles. We'll just kind of go in the locker room and, and play it by ear. And they lost the game by four points. I mean, like, every possession matters. Every possession is important. And, and Doug and – and, you know, we saw it Sunday. So I think Doug is going to stress that to his team next week, say, hey, you know, every every time we have the ball, we're going to try to get points on the board because you can't – you cannot give the away opportunities against a team like the Patriots.
1: Exactly, exactly. So let me ask you this. Were you mm-hmm. always a believer in Nick Foles? <sighs>
3: And, and this is and this is going back
1: <laughs> and this is going back to I'm I'm saying I'm going back to the 27 and two year when yeah. there were people who thought that people who thought that this might be the franchise quarterback was that you were you were you part of that crowd
6: I, I wasn't I wasn't there I, I was like it was such a 27 and two is just so like it's so weird it's so fluky mm-hmm. it was just like something like I, like it just seemed like so much of an outlier that I wasn't quite sold on Nick Foles being a franchise quarterback. But, I mean, but I'll say this. I mean, before the season, I mean, I know he didn't play that much. He didn't play at all in the preseason. But when they signed Nick Foles, like, you know, my thought was, you know, when it comes to backup quarterbacks in the NFL, he's probably one of the best, you know, because there aren't – I mean, look, it's hard enough, as you know, to find 32 starters in this league, um, quality starters in this league. Um, but but as far as being a backup, I mean, he was, he was solid, you know, in the backup role last year with the Chiefs um and i thought like if he had to be pressed into duty he'd you know he'd play fine he'd play as well as you could expect a backup to play but um to say that i you know i saw you know i saw this what he's doing in the postseason you know completing nearly 80 percent of his passes i i can't i can't admit that i was i was on i was on team nick for that
1: yeah i understand but i guess for me now i can't even say that i was a believer in in Nick Foles, I I gotta be honest. I, I was a Nick Foles mm-hmm. hater. I I, I, I I can admit it. You know, I just feel like for me personally, I've always said that you know I am not a pundit. I am not an analyst. I, you know I'm a fan. So okay. as a fan, I can be wrong, and I I don't mind being <laughs> wrong. I don't mind getting it wrong. I don't you know I don't have a problem admitting that I was wrong. And yeah. I will say that you know what, I was never a, a believer in Nick Foles. You know mm-hmm. I you know, and you know, there there will be people who will chime in, who will hit me up on Facebook and Twitter or whatever, and just be like, man, you you weren't even a non-believer; you were just a downright hater. <laughs> but I I feel like this time around, you know, with this go around, my attitude towards him has had changed in the sense that you know I didn't believe that Nick Foles had what it took to be a franchise quarterback, especially for this franchise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now he's not the franchise quarterback you know I hope he wins the Super Bowl you know I, I want him to win the Super Bowl but if if and when that happens you know we will congratulate him. We'll put him in the, you know, we'll put him in on on the truck at the front of the parade, like we did right. Pat Burrow. You know, we right. w- we will celebrate him. We will give him a standing ovation, and then we will mm-hmm. take the keys of this car and hand it right back to Carson Wentz. Exactly, exactly. But 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 but, but nonetheless, I guess for for me, it's like you know, I don't need twenty seven and two. At this point right. now, all I need is one more good game from Nick Foles. I, yeah. you know, I, I that that's all I need. That's all I'm asking fr- from him. And just given the way that he has performed in the past, you know, I, that's not hard to that's not hard to ask. Right. You know, I mean, he's had he's had success. So to say, you know, to expect him to to be able to to, to just come out and just shine in this one opportunity. That's not hard. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. No, I mean we've seen. I mean he's had you know
6: he's played three playoff games. He's played fairly pretty well mm-hmm. in all three. I mean he played well again in you know in that Saints game that, that the Eagles lost back you know back uh, a few years ago. And he he's obviously played played well this all season. I mean, as long as he, as long as you don't you know as limit your mistakes. You know like move the ball. You know move the ball. Make sure you convert third downs. Limit your mistakes. Like you said, like you don't need twenty seven and two. Like he, Nick Foles doesn't need to go out. And throw for four touchdown passes and four hundred yards against the Patriots. I mean, that'd be nice. That'd be great. Um, But he doesn't need to do that or replicate what he did, you know, against the Vikings. I mean, again, play a nice, solid game. Again, you know, you know. Make 240 yards, maybe a couple touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, move move the ball on, on third down and just kind of kind of keep the Patriots offense off the field. That's all you need. And and from what we've seen, I mean, we from the data we've seen, when Nick Foles, when you put Nick Foles in a, in a big spot. Nick Foles has you know Nick Foles has, has delivered. So I don't think it's unreasonable at all. And I think that's what we're probably going to see. You know, you know, a week and a half from now.
1: All right, we are on the line with Roy Burton from the Broad Street Line and Liberty Ballers and about six seven other websites that he works for. This is a very busy <laughs> man. But we're talking Eagles today. Um before we before we wrap things up, just uh real quick. You know, we we all know about Tom Brady. We know, you know. Yes. He he's either the he's either the greatest of all time or he's the guy sitting next to the greatest of all time. You know, he's he's in that <laughs> con- he's in the conversation. But what I w- I would like to ask you, give me a player not named Tom Brady that you are mm-hmm. most worried about on the Patriots.
6: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, huh, well, I, if I have to pick a guy, I, I hate to, I hate to go the easy route, but mm-hmm. if I have to pick a guy who's not Tom Brady who who I'm worried about. I mean, it's it's probably gotta be Gronk if he's yeah. healthy. If if he's clear from you know the concussion symptoms he had the other the other day, then Gronk's the guy. He's just a, he's just a physical like marvel. I mean, it's just you know to be that big and that fast. I mean, he just he's just a matchup problem because it's just you have a guy like Gronk and and again you know like the the Eagles, you know whether or not Denzel Ellerbe is gonna be ready to go, like the, you know they have questions. You know they're gonna have questions as far as who's gonna be asked to cover Gronk. You know whether whether it's gonna be. Um, you know, Kendricks or, or, or someone like that. Gronk's just a hard matchup. I mean, it's just a, like, you know, he's there and you know that, you know, like, you know, he's going to get uh, touches, but it's like, you know, what do you like, how you cover him, And if you cover him, then do you leave, you know, you leave the middle open for guys like Amandola and, and, and things like that. So, you know, I, I'll say Gronk's the guy. I mean, it's probably, it's probably the cheap answer, but I'll say Gronk Gronk is the guy that I'm kind of
1: most worried about on the, on the Patriots. No, that makes, that, that makes sense. But, also on on the other side of the ball, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Do you feel like this? Does this Patriots team match up better than the, the Vikings did, or do you think this might? I mean, I mean, it's the New England Patriots. There's nothing about right. playing the play, Patriots that you would consider easy, but mm-hmm. do you feel like this is a more favorable matchup than Minnesota?
2: Um,
6: I I think. I think it's probably on par. I mean, I, pr- I think it's probably something like I'm, I'm, I, you know, obviously more concerned about the Patriots at full strength. I'm more concerned about the Patriots offense because, I quite frankly, I wasn't concerned about Minnesota's run, running game at all. So I figured, you know, once you force Case Keenum into a couple of mistakes, then then you were going to you know get you know beat those guys. So obviously, I'm more concerned about the Patriots offense, and I was concerned about the, the about the Vikings defense. Uh, but that said, though, the Patriots defense is actually pretty good. I mean, a lot of people kind of don't think about the defense when it comes to the Patriots, but um, they have a lot of guys that you need to kind of worry about on defense, like a uh, uh, Stefan Gilmore, uh, Malcolm Butler, um, I, I hate to say it, Patrick Chung. Right, for you know, he's wow. he's the guy that you want to say, <laughs> that, say that, Eric Rowe too. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 not Eric Rowe. Definitely, definitely, definitely not Eric Rowe. But um, you know, like like a lot of you know, a lot of people think about you know, they think great defenses, they think Jaguars, they mm-hmm. think Vikings, and they think Eagles. So you look at the numbers. The Patriots gave up one point more than the Eagles all season. I mean, for over the last. Over the last was the last twelve weeks of the season, they they gave up the fewest amount of points in in the NFL Mm -hmm. on the Patriots defense. So I mean, the Patriots defense is very good, but um, so I got again going in, I'm a little less concerned about the Patriots defense than I was about the than I was with the Vikings defense. But I mean, you saw what the Eagles did against the Vikings defense. I mean, everything Griffin got shut down. Um, You saw you know a lot at the back of Harrison Smith's jersey a lot. So I mean, the Eagles they made plays when they needed to. So. I mean, I feel, I feel pretty, I don't know if it's a fan of me or not, but I feel pretty good about this matchup.
1: Okay. No, it's all it, it is all right. It is all right to feel good because a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people do. That's why I, I feel comfortable asking this last question that I have. Now I'm not okay. trying to get ahead of myself. I am not okay. predicting anything just yet, but this is something that I've been lobbying for for a long time. And I, I want to ask okay. you, I want to get your thoughts on this before I let you go. Okay. if in fact if the Eagles are successful on Sunday yep. I believe that the parade should go the full length of Broad Street I'm talking Ooh. about I am talking about starting at Sheltenham Avenue not okay. not 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 at Market Street not you know not on the, not on the, uh, the Ben Franklin Plaza you're starting right. at Sheltenham Avenue and going Ooh. all and you're going all All the way down Broad Street. I mean, down to the Naval Yard. Turn back around, then go to, and then come back to the, then come back to the. Because that's how epic (laughs) this would be if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. You're going the full length of Broad Street. Can I get you on board on that? Well, well, let me say this, like, like with
6: the caveat that this city still exists mm-hmm. after the, after the game, because you know it's going to be like the purge out there <laughs> if the Eagles if the Eagles win this game on, mm-hmm. on, on the next Sunday. But uh, I, you know, I'm 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 okay with that. Like, I'm I'm not sure why they haven't done. I mean, I guess logistically there's probably some reasons, but I'm okay with. I mean, it's, it's going to be a long day, but I'm okay mm-hmm. with that because look, they're gonna they're gonna shut they're gonna shut down schools, yeah. you know. They're going to shut things down, so like nothing's going to be open. So you might as well like have the whole city involved in this. I never thought about the Go to the Navy Yard and come back. Mm-hmm. I like I like that. You exactly.
3: know, like, the, the I whole
1: want, I need up. all. I need all of Broad Street. I need the whole thing to go from north. You know, basically from from northeast all the way to South Philly. That's that's what I need. I I need all of Broad Street you know, you know
6: sign, sign, sign me we need to start a petition sign me up for uh, this. Uh, I'm you know,
1: i got you all right i'm gonna get on that this weekend <laughs> i got you all right I'll, I'll hit you back up next week you know whatever ha- whatever happens you know that's I, I got you on this all right we got all right definitely definitely all right ladies and gentlemen my guest has been roy burton of the broad street line liberty ballers and all that um Roy, what you got? Uh, what you got working on? What you got cooking this weekend, man? What, uh, what's going on on the Broad Street Line?
6: Uh, the Broad Street Line, of course. We have to talk a little bit about um, you know a certain football team that's getting ready to play a big game in, in a week and a half. <laughs> oh, right. um, so we so who, we who had,
1: could that be? Right? <laughs>
6: uh, I'm not sure. I gotta I gotta I gotta check my notes. I gotta see who see, see what that team is. So of <laughs> course we're gonna talk about that. Um, we're gonna talk about, of course, the uh, the hot Sixers team. Mm-hmm. Uh, six going to be six and two in January. Um, you know they they with a uh, tri- uh, Ben Simmons with the triple double on Australian Heritage Night. So discuss that a little bit, and then uh you know we you know we like to have a little fun on the show as well. And this is a uh, Royal Rumble weekend, so yes. since uh Mayor Kenny said this is Royal Rumble week, you know we'll talk a little bit of wrestling since we have the opportunity. We'll talk a little bit of Royal Rumble on, on the show as well. So a lot a lot of stuff to get to.
1: V- Vince's got to be mad because up. It- before you know, before Sunday, this was going to be the you know Royal Rumble was exactly. probably going to be the biggest thing happening in Philly, and lo and behold, what you know, now he comes back, you know he you know, he brings know, the Royal he brings the Royal Rumble back to Philly, and now it's just pretty much an afterthought. There's going to be so
6: many Eagles chants during Royal Rumble, like Vince is going to be like, what are we what are we doing here? Like, like, is this a ex- is this is a pep rally or what?
1: Ex- uh, surefire heat for any heel just come out in the Patriots jersey. Yes. And, and, and pretty much you're going to get booed out of the building. It doesn't matter yes. who it is, <laughs> and, and if you have anybody, anybody, any any faces struggling to get, you know, get a pop, just come out in the Eagles jersey. Roman Reigns, I want him in a full Eagles jersey. He comes out, this, and it, it, if, if if Roman Reigns comes out in the Eagles jersey, he can he can eliminate whoever he wants. And this is what I'm saying. It.
6: It's like if you want to, if you really want to get, if you think that the Philly crowd will, won't have, will have a problem with with Roman Reigns. A, have him come out in the Eagles jersey, and B, when he wins, just have Carson Wentz come down on the crutches, <laughs> raise, his, raise his hand in the middle of the Carson, ring, and he's, instantly, he's over. He's instantly over. Carson,
1: You mean Carson Wentz could do what The Rock couldn't a couple years back?
6: Yes. What, oh yeah. What, what what Roman Reigns' cousin could not do, Carson Wentz can do in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, well <laughs> we, we, we definitely, definitely will see about that, man. Roy, thanks a lot for coming on the show, all right? Thanks, John. I appreciate it, man.
0: You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Goal Flow at If You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com.
6: When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay because you don't have to be
0: perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same.
6: For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids,
0: and the Ad Council. You're listening to the best in the world sports
1: report. And we are back on the best in the world sports report. What's going on? It's John Brown. Just reminding you guys, you can hit us up anytime on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. And remember, we are on the air every Saturday morning on phillygoflow.com, 8 a.m. We're getting excited, all right? We're getting pumped, getting ready for the Super Bowl. It's about a little over a week away, and we're feeling good. So we needed to talk a little bit more about this. So I had to dig deep into my personal Rolodex of close personal friends and people who work in the industry, in the entertainment, in the sports industry, who really, really like me. All right. So I had to do that, and I had to call in a favor. So I had to bring in. My good friend, you know, she, you know, me and this girl go way, way back. All right, like, like we go back like twenty, like 20, 30 years. Um, we used to play in the sandbox. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, we, we, we drink Kool-Aid and all, all stuff like anything you would do with an old friend. All right, I'm pouring it on really thick. All right, I'm lying, but I have known her for a long time. She is a good friend of mine. We're gonna talk Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Amber Theo Harris from the NFL Network is here. Amber, what's going on?
4: What's going on? It's so good to be on your podcast. I mean, it's hard to get booked on this podcast. My yeah, agents yeah. have been reaching out, you haven't returned my call.
3: I, mean, I, we went back no, just,
1: I, 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 We do go back and, and I have been trying to take their calls, but look, you know, I finally was able to pay those cell phone bills and get my phone turned back on. <laughs> so we've been, so I can finally get you on the show. You know, I, I had a backlog, you know, I understand. And I wasn't taking your calls because I wasn't sure who that number was. And it probably was going, I thought it was a bill collector. My, oh okay, my, yeah. So
4: not much has changed since we were together in
1: Baltimore. Nothing, so, I mean, absolutely nothing has changed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it,
1: it is good to hear your voice. It's great to have you on. So let's let's jump right into it. Now you've been at the NFL Network since 2012. So you've covered you've covered a couple of Super Bowls now. Let me ask you this: yeah. What is your favorite thing about covering the Super Bowl? Um, you know, I
4: think for me it is. I never take it for granted um, how cool it is to have the opportunity to not just cover the biggest sporting event in the world other than the Olympics and I don't know, maybe the Premier League championship um but to you know I, I cover it but I have a chance to just be there and have all access and you know NFL network does it right you know we have, we're, we're ushered around, so we get to see all the different venues. We work at all the different venues. We really get a feel for the city. Um, and you know, I'm you know, you and I talk about this going back to Baltimore. I'm just the kid from Maryland.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I never
4: dreamed I'd be covering this. Is I think my sixth Super Bowl. Now, I never even thought I'd be able to have access to a Super Bowl or get into a Super mm-hmm. Bowl in my life. I can remember the Redskins played in uh, in '83, and my dad used. You know, I don't know how long he had to be saving money, but he bought tickets for him and his friend to go. And it's like everybody in the neighborhood thought it was the biggest deal in the world to go to Tampa for the Redskins to play the Super Bowl. So I just thought that was something like you had to save your life savings to do. And I would never get to do it ever in my life. And every time I go, I still feel very lucky to be there.
1: Now, you have. Now, we talked about you. Going to the Super Bowl, coming to the NFL Network in 2012, you came from you came to the NFL Network from Baltimore. So you got an opportunity to cover a Super Bowl with a team and an organization that you had spent years covering. What is that like to see people that you have seen since the very beginning, the beginning of camp? You saw them at the start of their journey. What is it like to see that team? Now in the Super Bowl playing, playing for an opportunity to win a championship.
4: It was it was awesome. I mean, I had covered I covered the Ravens for nine years, and you were with me at Fox forty five in mm-hmm. Baltimore. And you know, even though Baltimore is a, a good sized city, it's still pretty much a working class town, and everybody knows everybody, and the football team and the Orioles, that's what brings that city together, and when you're a part of that organization, when you're part of the Ravens, you really do feel like you're embedded in the city, Um, I can remember the Ravens security, head of security, were all Baltimore police officers, and I was a single woman living alone in Baltimore, and they would send squad cars around to check check on my house um, just to see if I was okay, so the Ravens were family to me. Um, Steve Bisciotti has always been wonderful to me. And to go to NFL Network, I, I worked that training camp that year of uh, you know July of 2012. I went and auditioned in August, and I got the job at NFL Network in September. So I started the season with the Ravens. Then I ended the season with NFL Network in New Orleans covering the Ravens at the Super Bowl. And it also made me look good because here I was on air trying to prove myself on this national network, and I had all this intricate knowledge and background and in-depth knowledge of this team that I had been embedded in for so long. So it made my first Super Bowl, which can be very overwhelming. It made it very easy. And also, you know, the players would come up to me and give me interviews, and it just really it, it, it made me look good. <laughs> Um, you know, Joe Flacco, I had covered him since his rookie mm-hmm. year and Ray Rice was there and you know Terrell Suggs. I mean, me and Terrell Suggs went back to when he was drafted and I oh, yeah. uh, I think he was drafted in the 3.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so to see those guys that I had known and and saw them come into the league for me, it's like we almost grew up together because I was a young 20-something reporter at the time. Um, and then by the time they went to the Super Bowl, um I just felt like I was I was a part of it and how dramatic that super bowl was mm. with the lights going out and and you know Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers and having this young guy um, that was going to beat us and it was just it was just awesome I was I felt like I was part of something really special and again to this day I feel like sometimes timing just works out and I was really lucky to have that happen in my life
1: oh yeah I was I was back in Philadelphia the second time the ravens won the super bowl but i was in baltimore living in baltimore working in baltimore in 2001 when they won their first super bowl and i tell i tell all my friends around town you know it's like i like the ravens i think they you know they're they're a good team they're a likable team I, I always thought that first super bowl team was a very likable team and very one that compared to teams in Philly that I had cheered for over the years. You know they had personality, mm-hmm. and you know they had you know coming from Philadelphia, growing up in the Buddy Ryan era. You know I love mm-hmm. those good, de- you know those smash mouth defense first teams, and that's what I yeah. appreciate. And then, well, then we had Rex yeah.
4: Ryan at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so you were familiar with that kind of defense. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, and like what I appreciated about that was I was working at fox 45 when they launched their morning news and one of their Mm -hmm. first guests on the morning news was david uh david modell you know god bless his memory but he let me hold the super bowl trophy and i always always tell people you know it's like you know i i loved it 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 was a great opportunity but for me you know Liking, you know, it was, It's one thing to like the Ravens, but the Eagles were always my team. So it was like, this is real cool to hold a Super Bowl trophy. But what I want, I want to hold the Eagles trophy. You know, I need, I, well, I need I this for myself.
4: Everybody's so excited right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: They, Philadelphia fans.
1: Oh, and 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 it and it's, it is. It, it's very, you know, it it's a fever pitch, and that kind of brings me to the game itself. Like we we all know that Tom Brady is the GO, you know he's the greatest of all time. And if he's not the greatest of all time, he's a player who's in the conversation. If he's not the greatest, he's the guy sitting next to the greatest. But yeah,
4: well, he's the most winningest, and mm-hmm. that that you can't take away. Yeah, oh, he yeah. has more hardware than anybody else. And so, what what conversation do you want to have? Do you mm-hmm. want to have a numbers conversation? Then you put Marino in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, do you have a style conversation? You know, I don't know. Then you, you put in um, uh, Montana. I, you know, for me, it's just like you. In the, you're there to win the game.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> you play it as a, as that words, right? Like yeah. you play to win the game, and he's won more than anybody else. And so, I don't care what you think about individual stats or mm-hmm. individual. You just like the way they played the game. Tom Brady's won more, and I know it's tough for people in Philly to like him, and it's definitely tough for people in Baltimore to like him. <laughs> Um, but you can't deny it. I mean, he put that, that argument to rest last year mm-hmm. no, and now I, he's going for six.
1: Now he's going for six. And, and honestly, I, I, I feel like I put him at the greatest because we're talking about a player playing for six and you know, mm-hmm. whether he wins or not, this is still a guy who's been to what now, this is now his eighth Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah. so, and it's funny cause I had this conversation with Steve Weissman, uh pretty much the same time last year and he said part mm-hmm. of you know it's it's not just winning it but it's also getting there getting being able to play at this level you know so many times in your you know so many times in your career and he was talking about how in that in his mind it helps solidify the fact that Tom Brady is the greatest but i say mm-hmm. all, i say all that to ask you know to i guess to put it to you like this there is a belief now here in philly amongst eagles fans that if there is a time to beat tom brady it would be now where he's a little bit older maybe this team doesn't have as many weapons as it has in the past so if there is but a when
4: t- has he ever had weapons i mean true, like, true. Like, when is he ever? i mean he's, he's had gronk mm-hmm. you know he had moss but like really that's that's what's most impressive about tom brady is there's not been a scotty pippen yeah you know he doesn't have that one person that you can say, yeah, what without the defense or yeah, without X, without Jerry Rice, Montana wouldn't be like. They're they're just it. He he continuously gets it done without mm-hmm. weapons. Like no um no Julian Edelman, no problem. No Gronk a couple years ago, no problem. Like he just keeps winning. He just keeps. And, w- but yes, yeah, but I think maybe I, I get what you're saying. Now yeah. is the time to beat him. But yet you, you've heard the term act like you've been there before, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's hard to act like you've been there before when you haven't been there before, and the Eagles haven't. They're a phenomenal team, but Mm -hmm. theres I've seen this. I've covered football for almost 20 years now. If you've been there before, Mm -hmm. you have a leg up on the team that has not been there before, and that's just a fact. The the Patriots know how to win in the playoffs, and we saw that with Jacksonville uh, last weekend that Jacksonville had the lead they might have even been the better team but they they didn't know how to keep their foot on the gas pedal at the end of the game and that's when Tom Brady and them put their that's foot not, on the gas oh pedal yeah.
1: now nah, that,
3: it's a that scared thing.
1: me you know cuz that was cl- that was classic brady that was classic brady mm-hmm. and you saw you saw a team you know basically have you i mean basically you've now seen this two straight years in the playoffs it started with atlanta last year in the super bowl okay. and then jacksonville in the conference championship have you know having a team where you, thinking you have a team where you need them thinking you have a team right where they're supposed to be and you're on the cusp of winning it all or at least having a chance to win it all and tom brady just comes back and just he's tom brady so, you know, it it, it it it's scary, you know. And that that's oh, the reality. It's like like there's there's an excitement of fans here saying, "Hey, you know what? We have a chance. We could do this. We can beat him. We can beat the Patriots." But then there's also, "Oh crap, that's Tom Brady." You know.
4: And and that I think that mystique and that aura can be a mental um, Handy, you know, almost a handicap for the opposing team. Like, you just know in the back of your head, it doesn't matter how far ahead you get, Tom Brady can always come from behind, and that's one of the mental hurdles that the Eagles are going to have to get over. And I know the the Eagles, they know their game plan. They know you have to hit Tom Brady. You know, they, they know um, that you have to bring pressure against him, and that's a way to get him off balance. But I've never seen a team, I haven't seen a team recently, um, be able to do that through four quarters. It's like nobody can figure out how to do that. And, and I feel like when, when teams get ahead of the Patriots, they say, oh, great. You know what? This is, we didn't expect this. You know, okay, we're here. And then they get a little conservative like Jacksonville did. Jacksonville is a team that doesn't wait for a receiver to catch a ball and then tackle them. They're a they're a team that goes for the interception. Mm-hmm. They're a team that goes after the quarterback. Once they got ahead, they stopped taking those chances. They got conservative. Um, remember coming off. I mean, even in the before the halftime, like coming off the field with taking the knees, uh,
3: what,
4: yep. like, Yeah, I forget forty seconds, fifty seconds left mm-hmm. on the clock. Um, so I think I don't know what it is mentally that makes these other teams. They study film of where other teams failed. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you think that the Eagles are going to be looking at, at Jacksonville and what happened?
3: Yeah, um,
4: don't you think Jacksonville looked at what the Titans failed at, but they can't figure out how to get through four quarters? And last week, I was in the um, I was in Robert Kraft's uh, skybox at the game because Willie McGinnis is my co-anchor, mm-hmm. um, and so I was in there, and it's just amazing the the calm even when they're down. I mean, they're upset, but the calm of, like, it's not over, there's still a lot, they just have this confidence and this swag that can only come from going to, I mean, that was Mr. Kraft's 14th AFC Championship game. And I know the Eagles have a lot of swag, but I just, it's tough to compete with that. I've just seen it too many times.
1: I understand. We've all seen it. We've all watched it, and it it scares us. And it's like we, but. To shift things a little bit, we all know about Brady and we know about Gronk. And I'm speaking mm-hmm. under the assumption that Gronk will play. You know, I'm not a doctor or anything. I understand, He's, you know, the series well, of 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 a concussion. I just think there's no way he doesn't play.
4: Yeah, he'll yeah, play. Yeah. He'll be there. There's but, no doubt in my mind.
1: Yeah. But that that being said, do you could you give me, in your opinion, a player who's not Brady and not Gronk? That the Eagles should worry about, or you think that will could give the Eagles a lot of fits. Uh, come Sunday, um,
4: did you see Danny? Did you see Danny Amendola yeah. against uh, the best defense of the NFL last week? <sighs> did
3: I? Did <laughs> I man. Against the
4: best pass defense mm-hmm. in the NFL, not just best defense, best pass defense, and a little tiny receiver lit them up. That's what the Patriots do well: is the guy that you know, you're not going to focus on, yeah, you're going to try to double team uh, Gronk and you're going to try to focus on him and eliminate him. But then they've got other guys that just can step up and beat you. Um, one thing I have to give the Eagles credit for was, I'm just going off the top of my head. I've I've, I've I traveled around the country um, so much the last couple of weeks covering the playoffs, but mm-hmm. going into the divisional round, um, going up against, you um, why am I blanking right now? Uh, I guess, it was the, first, uh, the it was Falcons. first game of the playoffs. Yep. I'm sorry. sir. Oh, yeah, the Falcons. Yep. Play the Falcons. And, and, and Falcons, here yep. they were the underdogs to a number six seed Falcons team, which was pretty embarrassing. Because mm-hmm. um, nobody believed in Nick and Foles. Nick Foles no? All the odds makers. Nobody believed that this team could win without Carson Wentz. Because we did see... Uh, what happened in you know, week fifteen and sixteen? We saw that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do understand where people came from thinking, clearly this is a drop off in production. But the Eagles front office, the Eagles coaches, coaching staff deserve so much credit for changing the game plan and adapting. and they, I'll tell you one thing, the Eagles outcoached the Falcons in that game.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's
4: where I have a lot of faith in the Eagles going up against the Patriots. I think, if anything, this coaching staff has been one of the most impress- impressive coaching staffs as far as making adjustments for the adversity that they have had um, and being able to tailor to the teams that they are playing against, and that's going to be very, very valuable. Um, I know that the the them being the underdog to the number six seed
3: mm-hmm. was
4: actually a good thing. I, I'm I'm good friends yeah, was- with Joe Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, the VP of personnel for the Eagles. Um, I, I spoke at his wedding. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> That's how okay. much I know him. Um, and, you know, I was over at his house the night before the game, and we were talking. I said, how's everything in the building? And she said, it's been really tense, which has been a good thing.
3: Mm. We were
4: a little bit loose coming into the playoffs, and us being the underdog has pissed people off. Mm. and it's it caused us to tighten up, and we don't want to be embarrassed like that. And boy, if they didn't come out against that Falcons team and just look like they had they had a plan in place. And so I think this is going to be a very prepared Eagles team. I, I know that much. Aww. So that's what I'm excited to, it, to see. And I love the veteran pieces with the Eagles. I, I love what they did in the offseason where all of us were saying, "Tory Smith, really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, um, uh, All Sean Jeffery, uh, you bring in Chris Long, I mean, Jay Adai. It didn't make sense to the people on the outside. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't huge names, they were good names, but maybe some people thought, what What do they still have to offer? I think what that personnel department did was a great job of knowing what their core youth players were in Carson Wentz. Um, they, you know, look, like Derek Blunt bringing him. I mean, they just put the right pieces around, and it has turned out well, and I think even with Carson Wentz out and they fold in, you know they still have a tough running game. Like you know, Garrett Warren can run the ball. They still the defense didn't go away the day that um, the Carson Wentz
1: got hurt. Carson yeah.
4: Wentz went down. Yeah, so there's a lot of things I like about this Eagles team, and I, I just I don't think the Patriots are a great team. I've seen great Patriots teams before. Mm. They were getting beaten by by Jacksonville last week for a number of reasons. So. Um, I think the Eagles can do it. I would, I would like to see. I like to see the wealth shared a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe personally, I, I just for parity. Um, I don't have any attachment to either team. I have friends, you know, that work in, yeah. in on both teams, and I. I
3: really,
4: um, sorry, my husband's trying to click in. He's just going to have to understand that I'm with John Brown. Just, and look, that's just the now, way it now, is right now.
1: Now, now, now yeah. look, I, look, don't, don't, don't. Neither, of, neither, neither of us need to get kicked out of a happy home. All right, look, I, I ain't trying to. <laughs> I ain't trying to get you in trouble with the Mister, you know. Look, I don't need no angry dude. Like, hey, man, my wife said I had to wait because he was she was talking to you. Like, look, you know, sir. I look, we're we're just friends. I I haven't seen Amber in about. In, in, in years, uh, you know, <laughs> we just some friends who, who talk on Twitter every now and then. You
3: know, that's
4: it. That's it. I don't want Mrs. Brown after me either. I, so, I, but I mean, look, I don't. I'm want, not, I am about to Lavar follow him.
3: Uh, exactly. To I, like,
4: I, I, stop calling when I'm on the phone. Talking I don't to want Mrs.
1: Brown, Brown after. I don't want Mrs. Brown after me. I don't look. I'm, <laughs> I,
3: I'm not I worried about what she's going to do to you. I, know you. Yeah, yeah, I, I do know you,
4: and I know. That you you would have you probably you did marry a tiger. I know you would marry oh, a doormat. Like um, you got too much swag. You needed somebody that to to, to match that swag. And I'm sure she doesn't play. N- no, she, she does d- not. play d- your button line. It,
1: exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it just, just, just in <laughs> case that, she's right? listening. Yes. Yes. All, all that <laughs> times ten. Uh, I, I I love my wife. She's great, and <laughs> and she's a she's a phenomenal woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's
4: wonderful. <laughs> but
1: but real quick, uh, you know, you've covered football for a long time, you're a football fan, you've watched it closely with the NFL network for a couple of years. Now, how do you feel how do you feel like this matchup? This Eagles team and this Patriots team. How does this matchup compare to Super Bowls you've covered and Super Bowls you've uh watched in the past?
4: Oh my gosh! You have me going back over so many Super Bowls. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of matchups in the past. You know, I, I um, I'm trying to think of games where I saw the Patriots get uh, look vulnerable. Um, so I mean, you you have to think about uh, the Super Bowl in Arizona with mm-hmm. the Seahawks and the Patriots. I know the Patriots won that game. Um, But that was a really, really good defense. They had the the Legion of Boom. But more importantly, um, that defense had a lot of depth at linebacker and and, and a strong defensive line. And and I remember that Seahawks defense, so much was paid attention to the secondary. Mm. And, of course, that's always important. But what a lot of people lost with that defense was the depth of the front seven. Uh, going going back to that Super Bowl forty, uh, was it forty nine? Yeah, I believe yeah. it's forty nine. Um, and I think this Eagles defense is is you know has a has a real stout uh, front seven, and that's something I'm excited to see. What kind of pressure? I think there's there is there a um, a team that can hit Brady often, and that can get him off his groove. And we saw he got hit a lot more this year than in years past. And we saw a Tom Brady that did not look like Superman all of the time. Mm. Um, And so I think maybe, you know, if I was the Eagles defense, I'm not a coach, but I'd be looking a lot at what the Seahawks did in that Super Bowl. Um, It was the AFC championship game where the Broncos played – the Patriots in 2015, I believe, okay. on the way to Super Bowl 50, um, that Broncos defense and Von Miller, um, he terrorized Tom Brady uh, during that AFC Championship game. If I, you're asking me to remember off the top of my head, and you know I'm old <laughs> and I've seen a lot of football, oh, but please. I do remember thinking, if there is a formula, Von Miller has it. So that's what if I'm the Eagles defense. That's, of course, we're going to try to stop Bronk. Um, but I think the key all starts with pressuring Brady and getting him off of his game. Um, now, as far as the, you know, you have to remember that that Patriots defense is, is a very strong defense. Now, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of holes in that defense where they took a lot of plays off against Jacksonville, especially in the third quarter, where you kind of wondered, you know, where were they? What was going on? Um I think Chung got beat a couple times. I'm trying to think who else. Um, uh, they were making uh, Marquise lead look like a star at some point. Yeah. So, um, you know, there it's a very good defense with the Patriots. But I, I do think, especially if the Eagles get ahead, maybe they can run the ball and, and control the clock um, and try to get, try to maintain a lead, which nobody's been able to do. The Falcons couldn't do it in the Super Bowl, and we just saw the Jags couldn't do it. Um, but it, it, it all starts with, with with Tom Brady. How do you get him off his game, and that's hard to do.
3: Yeah, very hard. The to
4: matchup's going to be the Eagles' front seven versus Tom Brady. Oh man,
1: it's such a, it's such and a seesaw because there there are times when you're thinking about it, and it, it, it's part of what eats at you with this whole thing being two weeks. You know, you as a fan, mm-hmm. you go back and forth. There are times when you're like, oh my goodness, we can do this, this can happen, and then there's other times it's like, oh man it's not looking good. Um, uh, so, you know. It, but
4: see, you're you're falling into that mystique. You're mm-hmm. falling into that Tom Brady, oh, I don't know if this can happen. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, I, I think Jacksonville, what I liked, one thing they did well, their problem, like I said, is they didn't finish. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was the one team that might be able to beat Tom Brady. And that was because, they didn't give a you know what. They had mm-hmm. zero to give. And they they were young and almost dumb. You know, young mm-hmm. and dumb and hey, we got this swag, this Jacksonville swag, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And they that almost worked. It almost worked. Um, but their youth and their inexperience got overshadowed by Tom Brady's experience and yeah. his ability to come back in the fourth quarter. But I think if, if the Eagles can They're they're more of a veteran team, so they're not going to have that young and dumb attitude, that Mm -hmm. blind swag. But I think if they can come in with that kind of confidence, like Brady's got to go down at some time, and we're the team that's going to do it, and not get caught up in that mystique and not second guess themselves, they they can't do they just can't afford to do it because Tom Brady will eat them up.
1: All right, I'm here here with Amber Theo Harris from the NFL Network. Now, before we let you go. Just real quick, you said you get you get to Minnesota on Monday, right? Monday or Tuesday?
4: I get there Tuesday night. I'll tu- be on air. Uh, I'll be on air Wednesday.
1: All right. Maybe you can help me in this issue that I have had with people I've talked to this week. What is there to do in Minnesota?
4: <laughs> I have no idea. It, it's definitely a Super Bowl that I'm not super pumped about, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm sure Minneapolis is great. I've been there, but I've really never gone outside. The last time I was there was two years ago in the playoffs Mm -hmm. when it was minus 11, and me and Nate were doing live shots all morning with these crazy Nordic Vikings people that were, like, with their shirts off, and we were dying. I I mean, just, you know, I'm from the East Coast. It's not like I'm some L.A. cream Mm -hmm. puffs, but... I was dying out there. So I don't think a lot of the festivities are planned for outside in Minnesota. I, I hope so I think we're going to see the inside of a lot of buildings and oh. restaurants. and uh, But, you know, there's super good parties. There's great musical guests playing at a lot yeah. of different parties. Um, I don't go to a lot of them because I have to work, mm-hmm. so you can't really party too much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's people people think it's so cool to work for the NFL, but you have to understand when it's you're a, at the stage,
3: it's state, still a job, there to yeah. work. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah,
4: you you can't be out till three in the morning drinking alcohol and then show up with no voice <laughs> the next day, which happens to everybody. See, I, I see more like Paxa of prednisone trying mm-hmm. to get broadcasters' voices back from being at you know the uh, the Snoop party.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, so I think I think that's one thing. Some rookie people covering the Super Bowl, if I if I can help them, give them advice, I'd say pace yourself. Oh, it's a long way to Sunday.
1: I I understand. I understand. It just seems like like there's going to be a lot of imported fun in Minnesota. There's not, there's not going to be, there's, there's, there's nothing really genuine, genuinely Minnesotan, you know, to do, you know, other than, yeah, I mean, we don't even other than have just Prince be cold. Anymore. Yeah, you don't, there's yeah. no Prince, you know, or maybe, maybe you can find like Morris Day or something. I don't know. Uh,
4: I, I don't know. she, is she, she still yeah, around? I, 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 I don't Some,
1: know. some somewhere. I, I, I don't know. But
4: well, look, right after this Super Bowl, we have Atlanta, Miami, and LA. So those are going to be off the chain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people that get to cover the Super Bowls, they do it in rotations with producers and stuff. They send half the producers, then the other half have to wait till next year. So people all the, were volunteering all, all, all
3: the
1: yeah, out. all the rookies or <laughs> is, is that all the, all the rookies and the newbies? You know, all, all the new people that they're the ones that, that that are here. You know, us. Yeah, they're
4: going this year. They're going this year. All the veterans will show off in Atlanta. Like, you know, Atlanta's gonna be hot. Mm-hmm. So that's. They always bring it, whatever sporting event, whether it's the Olympics or the NBA All-Star Game, Atlanta brings it. There's a couple cities that are just great. Like, New Orleans is the best Super Bowl city, Mm. like, hands down. It's just the best. Yeah. Um, now, I haven't seen Miami yet, but I hear Tampa's pretty sick, too. But, hey, look, I don't want to diss Minnesota. I'm sure <laughs> Minneapolis is going to go all out. I'm excited uh, to see what they have to offer. I, I, I'm, and I'm sure it is. I'm going to test out the local flavor and, you know, check out some restaurants. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic.
1: No, I, I understand. And you can say that because, you know, you, you are not tied to either, you know, New England or Philly. You know, you're, you're coming from L.A., but you know you're you're born you're born in Maryland born and raised in Maryland so you know you you have oh. to be fair you know Philly yeah. fans we've had this beef all week with Minnesota so we don't care about them you know I, you know you cannot say that so amber is not dissing Minnesota because she no. respects what Minnesota has to offer i don't give a damn about Minnesota
3: <laughs> all right
1: i i look i i don't care about y'all you know i'm i'm not thinking I'm sorry, about
4: y'all you exactly. guys do not mess around in Philly. <laughs> uh, I mean, they are some top are. Look, I remember my dad getting hit in the head. Uh, he went to the vet with a Redskins. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so oh, you know,
3: no, Philly's no. Rough. You know, that's traumatizing sorry, for sorry, a little
1: girl. I, 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 I apologize, Mr. Theo Harris. I, I, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, that, oh, oh, you you know, now, now understand something because, because it's your dad, you know, I feel bad and I apologize. Anybody else's dad, hey man, serves him right. You know, next next time, next time time change your shirt, you know, but, 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 because it's, because it's your dad, like, oh, I'm sorry. And I apologize
4: for that. I love yeah. Philly. I grew up. I grew up going to basketball camp up there. Oh, I would yeah. take the train every summer and I had my Philly girls and they they make them tough up there. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that much. But if you want your kids to get good at basketball, send them to a camp in West Philly <laughs> and they will get better at basketball and they will learn that life is not easy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll get be- they'll get better at basketball and they'll get better at running because that's what they're, yeah, you're going to do. And, and- I running. Did. My track uh, talking game yes. went
3: up
4: dramatically and so in my running skills. Yes, running,
1: uh, ducking, um, hiding. <laughs> you, you, you do a lot of that in West <laughs> Philly, you know? It's all good. Amber,
0: thanks, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it.
4: Anytime, John. It's great to catch up with you.
0: You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com.
2: When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be
6: perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids,
0: and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you are back. Rocking with the best is the best in the world. Sports report. My name is John. It's my homie Javon from totalsportslive.com. Just want to remind you guys, as we do at this time, we are on PhillyGoFlow.com every Saturday at 8 a.m. All right. Following the Reggae Sunrise Show yep. preceding early morning 80s. Mm-hmm. So, once again, that is you got dreadlocks. Mm-hmm got your jerry curls. Mm -hmm. And in the middle.
2: You got your sports.
1: You got your sports. All right. So come rock with
2: us. Yes. You need that. You need that in your life. Yes.
1: Especially on a Saturday. Yes, you do. You need me and Javon keeping it real.
2: When it doesn't go wrong.
1: When it doesn't go wrong. Because hopefully it's not going to go wrong for the Eagles in a week and a half.
2: Hopefully not.
1: Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But once again as we all also do at this time in the show Mm -hmm.
4: this is Alexa for the best in the
3: world sports report
4: take a load off and sit your ass down
1: yes it is time that my man Javon likes to call
2: a tradition like Noah
1: ladies and gentlemen it is now time for the sit jazz down award. We have no nominees. We just have a winner.
2: There you? Do you used to be very habitual line steppers here? D- yes. We're, Britt McHenry used to be a very habitual line yes, stepper.
1: Yes. Yes, Britt McHenry habitual line stepper. Uh, but I don't know. If she said, but I don't know.
2: If she, she's like a perennial all star. Yeah,
1: she, she's. She's working her way up to like all time greatness.
2: We're about to put her jersey in her Raptors.
1: Uh, LeVar Ball has uh found his way on this list a couple of times. Well, I,
2: I mean, we I, I try not to talk trash about Lavar Ball Why? because because it seems like I always get slandered before doing that.
1: For, by who who slant you get slandered by talking about LeVar Ball on this show?
2: Yeah, what's the name? Uh, uh, what's the name? Toya. She doesn't like when I talk trash about LeVar Ball. Because... Did you say Toya? Yeah, what's his name? No, Toya always has the issue with me disrespecting Levar Ball oh. because she oh, feels I, like okay. because I, she because she. I feel, was just
1: making sure you didn't call Toya. What's his name? No, nah, oh, I was okay. saying all right, like all all right, she gets all right. she always gets like like pissed yeah. off because be like
2: why are you always talking about Le- why are you always dissing Levar? He's a good father. Oh. I'm just like yo, bro. Like
1: oh <laughs> oh, <laughs> but whatever. yes, Levar Ball
2: is working his way up to yes, the perennial, yes. uh, yeah, hanging yeah. his jersey in a Raptor. Yeah,
1: you know it's this. I think uh let's see, Colin Cowherd got the award. Yes. Colin Cowherd got the award for calling uh calling Philadelphia the dumbest city and talking about how stupid his fan base is for the way they pushed Andy Reed out of town. Andy Reed, who then lost in the first round of the playoffs, and Doug Peterson, who's now coaching for a Super Bowl.
2: Hey. That's
1: how you do it. That is how you do it. That's definitely how you do it. So that's that's why Colin Cowherd's on this list. Always. But nonetheless, our, we have a new winner. Yes. Guy who hasn't been on this list before. Never. He's brand new. Yes. So, making his debut.
2: It's like making your debut when you're on like 106 in Park or like TRL.
1: Yeah. 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 Making his debut on Sit Your Ass Down. Ladies and gentlemen, the chairman of the board of World Wrestling Entertainment. Yes. Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
2: You got, you got to do your best name. You got, to do the, uh, you got to do the Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah, I got str- to yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> do <your> it. <wife's> exactly. <laughs> what do
1: you? Yeah, you know, you got to get your chest all poked out. <laughs> Here, Vince McMahon is on this list because, as a lot of you know, Vince McMahon is going to try and bring back the XFL. Yes. A lot of people think this is a horrible idea. I think if done correctly and given some patience, it could be not horrible. You know, the first time around, it was horrible. There was a lot of glitz, a lot of glamour, a lot of TNA, a lot of you know, it really was they a had lot to, of hype. They
2: had to rock out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was. It was. It was a lot of drama for football that just really wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. But I thought that it was something that had they toned, had they tweaked it, toned it down a little bit. You know, take out a little bit of, you know, all the pomp and circumstances and just let it be football, Right. I thought it could have worked. Yes. Unfortunately, they never got a chance to because after nah. one season it was kaput, but now they're bringing it back. It's and back. Vince McMahon is out here trying to garner fans and get people hyped up for this. And his efforts got him put on the list mm-hmm. for the sit your down Award. Yes. Can you tell me what he said? Well,
2: pretty much Mr. McMahon uh divided decided, excuse me, that he was going to you know, first and foremost, he doesn't want players who had a criminal background, which you know it's not wrong with that, you know. Uh-huh, eh, uh-huh. it's a little it's a it's a sticky situation. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand. So okay, cuz you know, WWE they're having some really issues with player with people, yeah. you know, wrestlers getting in trouble for, yeah. you know, sexual assault. They ju- yeah,
1: they just fu- they just fired Enzo Amore. Yeah. Uh Enzo the, Amore they
2: like a, like accused of like rape or something like that. Yeah. He like was accu-
1: he was accused of like raping from what I read. He this this accusation is not new. It happened back in the fall, early fall. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But he didn't tell anybody. So here, you know, uh, WWE just had a in, uh, uh, had a huge television event this past Monday. Oh, Raw 25. Yeah. And they were doing press for it. And people were like, hey, I heard
2: what? I heard that wasn't really that good.
1: Uh, I didn't see it. It's on my DVR. It's just, <laughs> I, I, I just haven't seen it. But they were doing press for that. And somebody was like, hey, man, I heard one of you guys are raping people. And they're like, what? Yeah, but nonetheless, you know, he Vince McMahon and more specifically his wife, Linda McMahon, Mm -hmm. are staunch Republicans. Yes. And they're working their hardest. You know, Linda McMahon has political aspirations. She once ran for senator in the state of uh, state of Connecticut. She's on Donald Trump's uh, cabinet. Mm hmm. She holds a position within his cabinet
3: yes, so
1: they're out here they gotta they have to appeal to their conservative base yes so now they're talking about how they don't want players with criminal records because you know once a criminal you're always bad and then no matter what no matter what you've done, you're a bad person
2: and then the worst part about
1: it was
2: okay. he wants players you have to stand.
1: You have to stand for the All national right. anthem. All right, they're not so. Just just to make sure, Vince is not going to to stand up for any social issues. No, he's not saying, "Hey, you have to stand." But in turn, we will work with you to address the reasons why you kneeled in the first place.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just going to make you kneel, right? Because just like most of people who criticize the kneel, who criticize kneeling and criticize anthem protests they really have no desire to understand why this situation is what it is exactly and, and
2: this is a very it's a very interesting predicament when you look at this because he's taking a very hardline stance and like you said he's playing to the conservative base political base yes. and obviously if people do just a search of the hashtag XFL2020 cuz that was trending cuz obviously that was trending on the Mm-hmm. live stream or whatever yeah. wasn't that really good i mean it was cool but it was a little i don't want to say i don't want to use this word i really don't use this word it's a little ghetto but you know because they were like had people calling in so it was like it was almost like a they press conference call, yeah. yeah taking like calls on like a press conference type thingy mm-hmm. so it was kind of weird but that is,
3: that when you wait right? so yeah, i didn't watch it I, yeah that does seem weird
2: so when you when you search the hashtag xfl 2020 there's like a lot of like white right, right wing you know, conservatives out here really getting a getting a tweets off. Oh. Uh, first is uh, let's go. I'm going down the line here. First is uh, Mr. Joe Walsh. Everybody knows oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's a clown. Yeah, yeah he's he he's really yeah, out here in yeah, the streets. He, yeah, he's a clown. He said those mocking Vince McMahon and X uh, and XFL 2020 should keep one thing in mind. Unlike Roger Goodell in the NFL, Vince has already stated that all players will stand for the national anthem. And I have a feeling that will attract many of the people who've decided to boycott the NFL. Whatever Somebody else said. No, it's not. Somebody else said. No, they're not.
1: Because the football is going to be bad. And nobody's going to have that much patience.
2: Somebody else said, who's ready for the coded racist football with slightly less talented players? Hashtag XFL 2020.
1: Oh, man. Some other
2: dude named Mark Dice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the heck this dude is. He looks like kind of like a conspiracy theorist. I don't know who he is. He said, by the NFL allowing the anti-cop, anti-American players to disrespect our national anthem, they have invited their own demise. Oh, boy. Whatever. Vince McMahon is bringing back the XFL. Hashtag XFL 2020. Hashtag right, I've heard, I've heard, RIP heard, NFL. Heard, you know you what know, that reminds I, me of? What? Vince McMahon is bringing back the XFL. This also reminds me of. Make America oh, great or whatever.
1: <laughs> I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Yeah, thank you, Vince McMahon. I'm sorry. As 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 big of as big as a WWE fan that I am, I, you know, I like I like wrestling. I've watched it for years. Yeah, do sit your ass down. You 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 deserve that this week. You earned that. Congratulations. Sit your ass down. Yes. Ain't nobody trying to hear you. Ain't nobody trying to hear you. But I do have. I do have. Hope for the league if yeah. they do it yeah. right. Yeah, you do it right, this should be all right.
2: Like uh-huh. I can kind of look past the other stuff, even though it's going to be hard because I know yeah. that's the stance that you're taking. Yeah. But if it becomes actual a good product, yeah, then I might because it's football. Yeah, and there's exactly. and we're still in America. We're still trying mm-hmm. to find a way to mm-hmm. find it acceptable to have a second, you know, football league. Yeah. You know, it's acceptable to have you know, baseball, minor league baseball. It's acceptable to have hockey and minor league Mm hockey. It's acceptable now to have NBA to G League. But for some reason, we still can't find that second tier yeah. under the NFL. I think
1: i had asked the question or I'd ask the question and this will be this will be the end of this before we get back because we actually got a good football team in town that's playing for yes. the Super Bowl so there's no need to waste our time with the XFL. There is but nothing
2: talking about the XFL yeah. and Rod Smart. Hey, 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 he hate me. Whatever. Tommy Maddox played in the yeah. XFL. Yeah. We had dudes.
1: Uh, did I not just yawn a minute ago? We so had we,
2: dudes running <laughs> you know how to you know how, yeah. how to use to determine but who gets I, the ball yeah. first. I had asked
1: <laughs> I asked if the XFL put a team in Philly, they play it. Let them play someplace like Franklin Field or down at the uh, Union Stadium. Mm-hmm. Would you go? I would. go. And most people, most people were like, "No, I wouldn't go. Not even." I go. Like, like most people said, the only way they would go is if they went for free. I don't know what they talking you about. Yeah, I, I, I would check I it out. As long see. as as long as they don't try to, you know, gouge you on the tickets, as long as the tickets ain't some ignorant why, price. Why?
2: But why 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 buy tickets so you can be you can do it via media?
1: Well, you don't you don't ever be hooking us up, man. What Hook you us mean?
2: up. I you have you have you have to go through the ranks first, sir. The ranks of what? You gotta work, you gotta work your way up.
1: For who you
2: got to start your way at the college sports and we will get okay. up to that level. Tell me
1: how I got to do that, in, in the way that I can get some tickets, and I'll do whatever I got to do, as long as it ends up with me at a game, I will do that. All right. It's a little bit too late to get Super Bowl tickets, though. So nah. we ain't gonna get no press. Can- nah. <laughs> we ain't gonna get no press passes for the Super Bowl. Nah, but nonetheless, uh, as we bring, you know, we had a good show today. Mm-hmm. As we bring things to the close. What? Give me early your early thoughts on this game against the Patriots. Um,
2: I think it's going to be a close game. I think you know there's a lot there's a lot of people saying that this game is going to be a blowout, and that is dangerous to say because we've seen. In uh Super Bowl before, you know, I keep on harping back in back when the you know, when the Seahawks went to their first Super Bowl mm-hmm. against the uh Denver Broncos and everybody was talking about how great the Denver Broncos defense is. They got oh, a yeah. they got a Hall of Famer at quarterback and Peyton Manning and you know Russell Wilson and you know, he's got no wide receivers. He got yeah. Marshawn Lynch, but I feel he's got he's got a good defense, but they're going against one of the greatest. They got a good secondary in Denver. Yeah. But what happened? Seahawks blew him out forty three to eight. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like this New England team. While yes, they are good, this is the same team that just almost lost to Jacksonville. And if a couple calls had went a certain way, mm-hmm. they would be talking Jacksonville. about Jacksonville. This isn't this this isn't your dominant New England team, in my opinion. They can be had. Mm-hmm. Go-
1: New England has a good defense. Mm-hmm. Would you rank their def? Do you think their defense is better or worse? than Minnesota's
0: worse
1: worse so it should be expected that Nick Foles should have even more success is that I mean is it wrong to expect
2: I'm not going to say more success because I think what happened against the Vikings you know the way he played against the Vikings that was good Uh, more success uh, maybe I think they I think there will be more opportunities for him to make plays Because I don't – I don't – their defensive line isn't that strong compared to Minnesota, so I think he will have time in the pocket. Uh, The linebackers, the linebackers, just like the Eagles, they aren't really that strong. I think they Mm -hmm. can be had. Uh, The secondary, you don't know. You know, Mm -hmm. Malcolm Butler hasn't been Malcolm Butler since the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And Stephon Gilmore hasn't been the, you know –
1: But they got Eric Rowe and
2: Patrick Chung. I take advantage of them. <laughs> just send Torrey Smith deep. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, 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 they can get some. I think the Eagles' wide receivers should have success against this Patriots secondary. I think Alshon Jeffrey's going to cause some matchup problems, mm-hmm. um, either on Malcolm Butler or Stephon Gilmore. I think Torrey Smith, you know, even if he doesn't catch anything, he might catch a couple balls. But even if you just get him going down the field just to open things up, I think mm-hmm. that's going to help him shoot, if you tell me Nelson Aguilar's got to go against Eric Rowe, taking Nelson Aguilar 100% of the time.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Well, look, next week on next week's show, we will get into it more in depth as we break down a little more, uh, just we'll get a little deeper into this because this, yes. this week is about enjoying the win enjoying no, this is the week to enjoy the ride. Exactly. You know, it. that's why there's two weeks before the Super Bowl. You know, week one, enjoy the ride. Kind of relish in what you were able to do and Mm -hmm. what you've accomplished. The next week is to prepare and to get ready to play what is the last game of the NFL season. So that's what we will do next week. All right? So let's wrap this up. I just want to thank our guests this week. I want to thank Roy Burton from Mm -hmm. the Broad Street Line. I want to thank OJ Spivey, uh, contributor for... Uh, the undefeated also want to thank amber deal harris from nfl network thank all you guys for joining with, joining us once again hit us up on facebook instagram twitter at bitw sports once again that is at bitw sports make sure you check out javon uh he's got a lot of things cooking for total sports live this week Yes. Total Sports Live is the place to be to get all your Eagles content. And they haven't forgotten about the rest of the uh, the rest of the, uh, city. No. Nah. There's Sixers content, right? Yep. There's Flyers content? Yep. Is there any Phillies content this week? Nah. Uh, all right. Well, whatever. we'll get there. We'll get there. Pictures and catches report in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll so, slowly. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll work on. our way there. But we got football, and that's what's most important. all right? exactly. That's what's most important. So, hey, check us out. Make sure you stick with us. Hey, I'm going to try and do, like, interviews all week long. I'm just grabbing whoever I can grab. You know, that's just how it is. I'm out here grabbing And you come here. Yeah, you come here and you jump on with me, all right? That's just what we're doing. Can't
3: go
2: wrong with that.
1: Can't go wrong with that. All right, so make sure you check us out. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you check out the podcast on Mm soundcloud.com, slash B-I-T-W sports, or search for us on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Just search Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John. This is Jovan. Thank you for checking us out on Facebook Live. We appreciate appreciate, it. We appreciate that. We try to give everybody some likes. You know, you check us out. We will like whatever you say. All right, that's just what we do. You get a all right? like, you get a like, yeah, you get it. Yeah, we like. just out here dishing out likes. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next
0: week. Peace. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at
3: PhillyGoFlow.com.